0: Welcome to Disney Minus Reverse Rebirth, Rebirth, the side-ish, whatever podcast attached to Disney Minus where I'm dragging Kat through the Kingdom Hearts series. I am Steven. We are recording this an hour and a half late because I fell asleep watching Draw.
1: I'm Kat and I've been here for like the last, what are we going on? Now an hour and 45 there. minutes waiting for Steven, so.
0: <laughs> so, okay, Um, no no recap on the last two levels. They're worlds. They were... Um Halloween Town and Neverland. We're just gonna fucking jump right into it. Holy shit. Um mm, let me get to my notes. Okay, there we go. Yeah. We
1: um I'm looking back to the Answer report so Yeah. Uh
0: we finished up um Neverland and in the process we found a new ha- or the other half to that navigational gummy that I
1: still want the Halloween Town keychain, so if if y'all find it, you will be my new best friend for, like, ever. We
0: are, uh, gonna get a couple more Keyblades while we're still here, Ops. Uh, so, hold off, let's see what you end up thinking of those.
1: Meh. (laughs) I just say, meh. I'm going off what I have now. That's fair.
0: You're fair to do so. Um, so, okay, so the guys go back to Traverse Town and talk to Sid, because... Actually, no, before we do, uh, y'all, uh, it had been mentioned in the Discord, but just in case, this is going to be a uh, probably Jumbo-ish sized episode. Um, we're close enough to the end. It's going
1: to be a mega episode.
0: We're close enough to the end that we're just going to go ahead and finish up the story this time. Uh, so, mm, screw it, I'm just, I'm not going to dance that around.
1: That doesn't have to work
0: on week. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to dance around the, uh, the world names. We're doing Hollow Bastion and End of the World today, and on the next episode that gets put out, that'll basically be bonus, we'll cover all of, like, the side stuff, um, Hundred Acre Woods, Hades Cup for, um, Olympus Coliseum, and, um, the secret bosses, then we'll do the Ansem Reports, and then we'll, we will have Kat watch the secret ending on that episode, so that we can close out with her reaction to that.
1: I have been good. I have refused to touch anything that says secret ending. Yeah. On YouTube. I have been good. I will refuse to touch it. Also, all of y'all that are posting spoilers in the Mickey's mailbag, fuck you all.
0: Yeah, I didn't ask for them to do that. Everyone just kind of like spoiler tagged their questions this time
1: around. And I respect them because they're spoiling it for me, but also, fuck every single one of you. <laughs> Except for Casey. I will tell Casey I like Casey.
0: <laughs> the anticip- The
1: rest of you, fuck you.
0: Patient. Mm.
1: Fucking, fucking.
0: <laughs> okay, but yeah, so uh, we go back. Moving on. Yeah, we go back to Traverse Town talk to Sid, basically be like, yo, we found the other half of the thingy. And he's like, cool, I'll put the thing in your thing. Shut up. <laughs> uh, while,
1: I'm not saying a damn thing. While they're
0: waiting about it, Sora is sad. Uh, basically, he starts, as, as much stuff as has happened so far, he just asks Donald and Goofy, you know, with everything that's going on, how can you guys still hold out hope that you're that you're gonna find your king, or that I'm gonna find Riku, and (laughs) they basically just tell him, well, Mickey told us to find the key bearer, and since we found you, stuff will work out as long as we're together, so fuck it. (laughs) Um, that, well, it's, okay, it's Goofy saying that Donald doesn't say anything. He speaks for the both of them on that one. Um, but then with basically fucking no transition, Sora decides to look inside himself, I guess, to find some hope, and instead finds a flashback. Um, hang on, let me pop the the image of it for you one second. Boop, boop, boop.
1: I'm waiting in an the answer reports.
0: There are too many pictures. Wait. What? There we go. We see a small child running up to an old lady.
1: That doesn't look creepy at well, all. Well, part of that's also
0: just the um, the they put like this shaky filter on the flashback, so like it gets a weird double image and and whatnot. There's the the grandma. <laughs>
1: okay. Nope. I
0: see. Um. But yeah. So the the cutscene is uh this little girl running up to uh to her grandma and uh the grandma just busts out with uh, she she gives us a lore dump. Is basically what this cutscene is. Um. I found. The story that she tells the little girl. Long ago, people lived in peace, bathed in the warmth of light. Everyone loved the light, (laughs) and then people began to fight over it. They wanted to keep it for themselves, and darkness was born in their hearts. The The darkness spread, swallowing the light in many people's hearts. It covered everything, and the world disappeared. But small fragments of light survived in the hearts of children. With these fragments of light, children rebuilt the lost world. It's the world we live in now but the true light sleeps deep within the darkness. That's why the worlds are still scattered, divided from each other. But someday, a door to the innermost darkness will open, and the true light will return. So listen, child, even in the deepest darkness, there will always be a light to guide you. Believe in the light, and the darkness will never defeat you. Your heart will shine with its power and push the darkness away. And then she basically says, do you understand Kairi? Uh-huh. Yeah, the little girl was Kyrie. This was, we got a, we got a flashback of Little baby Kyrie getting fucking fairy tales about the time the world ended and the kids rebuilt it. Totally. Which maybe it's because I coincidentally w- rewatched the original or the first Pokemon movie, but this sounds a lot like <laughs> the legend they had of that about the Pokemon's Dude, right. tears restoring like <laughs> humanity or some jazz.
1: We're not even gonna go. Yeah, that. right.
0: Um, but no, it's. We cut back to Sora waking up from this, and he's just like, "Kyrie, did you call me?" And with allowing for no time to process this, Sid comes up and says, "Hey, I put the navigational gummy in you guys' ship, but hey, fair warning, um, just so that if anything happens to you guys, you can't say it was my fault. That here signed this waiver for me. Uh, that place is crawling with super strong heartless, so." I'm going to just tell you for the record, don't do it. But also, it's your ship, so whatever. <laughs> and in fact, uh, this this new world that opens up, it has, um, I think I had told you, we haven't really, like, focused on it, because it doesn't matter if you're just telling the story of the game. Uh, each, new, each world has a battle level, just kind of showing its difficulty and a number of stars. Yeah. The highest that we've yeah. had so far was Neverland at seven stars. This new world that opens up, we immediately jump up to ten stars.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, so that's fun.
1: All I say is, huh.
0: Yeah. Um. One second while I pop the world icon in for you. There we go. Okay, no, this is. We are heading off to Hollow Bastion. Uh, it looks. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Ooh. Yeah. It looks like that that's and funky looking. And then that's the uh slide that Sora said felt familiar uh back when we were hanging out with Tarzan for no reason.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> I'm awake. I promise. No, you're
0: good, you're good. Um But yes, we uh so we're heading off to Hollow Uh let me go ahead and grab its title card and such.
1: Yeah, if y'all hear me go to sleep, it's Steven's fault. Yeah, it is. Mr. Fell Asleep, so we started recording this, like, an hour late. Yeah. Hollow But ba- Here we go. Hollow Bastion. Ooh.
0: Yeah. I love this little entry area. Uh, the name of this little spot is called Rising Falls, which, like, it's not super easy to tell in the pictures, but those, all of those waterfalls on the sides are flowing upward. Ooh. Yeah. No, it's really neat. Um.
1: Like, is this supposed to, like, take place in a certain world or just on its own thing? Uh,
0: as far as we can tell, just on its own. Um,
1: it looks funky. Yeah, right? I like it.
0: <laughs> um, no, yeah, those little bubbles that are sitting there, if you jump up and touch them, it'll, like, pull you in and just take you underneath the water that's right there in front of you so that you can walk around for, <laughs> for like, a minute and uh, get the huh. little treasure chests that are underneath. Or you can hit them... I ate. Do what?
1: I said I.
0: Ate. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, you can hit them with, like, Blizzard, and they'll freeze into platforms to help with hopping up to the other, like, floating rocks that are here. It's really neat. I... Uh, uh, so you can
1: hit them with your own, like, attack? Yeah.
0: Uh, like, regular attack you can't, because it is just a bubble, so that'll count as you touching it, and then it shoots you underwater for a second. Um, but you can freeze it with Blizzard. That's, uh, I think the only one that affects it. I've never tried hitting it with fire, but...
1: So what you're saying is you should shoot those with fire. I mean,
0: I'd be interested to see what happens. Um. Do it for the gram, Steven. (laughs) I'm thinking about... Do it for the (laughs) gram. There is, there's an achievement you can get on the PS4 release for Kingdom Hearts 1, uh, beating it in under 15 hours, and I'm thinking about starting that a run of that for myself here soon, so if I remember, I'm going to try that and just see what happens. Probably nothing, I assume. But, yeah, of...
1: I mean, you won't know until you do it.
0: Of all the worlds in the first game and possibly the franchise, this is, like, my favorite little entry room just because of, like, one, just the feeling that you get, like, first coming here in the... or in, like, your first playthrough of the game, but just also the atmosphere... In general, every time you come here is just really neat. But we don't have time for that because instead what happens is, I'd say instead, what happens is uh, that once we hop up to that extra platform that you can see up there, uh, Riku is taunting the beast <laughs> from beauty and the fame. Basically,
1: uh... We are a little shit. Oh my god. Do what? No, don't mind Okay, me.
0: okay. Basically, um, no. I said he's being a little shit. Oh, being a little shit. Yes, yes, he is. Um, he 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 he's asking Beast. Okay, you had you got no ship or anything. You don't have control over the heartless like I do. So how do you even get here? And Beast basically is just like, I don't know. I believed that I would find Bell, and I ended up here. So I assume Bell's here. <laughs> and Riku taunts him a little bit more, and. Like, basically goads, goads Beast to attacking uh, at him, and then just- some shit back. Oh, Riku stabs the shit out of Beast. Uh, he is laying dead on the pavement for the rest of this cutscene. <laughs> just for everything else that happens, just remember that Beast is passed out next to Sora, Donald, and Goofy.
1: Jesus.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Um,
1: Quit laughing at me.
0: But uh but yeah, so Sora, of course, being a good boy, does not stand for this and tries to go tell Riku to stop just stop it. Uh Riku goes into this little speech about how, like, we've always been rivals, haven't we, Sora? I've always pushed you and you've always pushed me. We've made each other better. But that all ends today. He says there can only be or he says there can't be two Keyblade Masters. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And Sora (laughs) Sora basically is like, Lua. I'm the one with the thing. <laughs> and Riku decides, Okay, Sora, you know that scene in movies where they'll have a dog in the middle of them and they'll both be calling into it to see which way the dog goes? We're gonna do that with the keyblade. And he holds out his hand, and you wanna guess what happens?
1: He gets a keyblade?
0: Oh, he gets Sora's keyblade. It leaves him and goes over to
1: Riku. Motherfucker! Oh, fuck you. <laughs> okay nope I want to put his head into the nearest
0: wall (laughs) yeah Sora's over here calling bullshit he's like what no that doesn't make any sense I'm the one who fought my way here with the (laughs) keyblade and Riku just gives him the coldest response
1: through a motherfucking wall
0: (laughs) Riku's just like you were just the delivery boy but he and then pulls out a wooden sword from back
1: (laughs) because what (laughs) now
0: he pulls out a, a, toy, a wooden toy sword from that when they were back on the island and just, like, underhand tosses it to him. He's like, here, just go play hero with this or something.
1: Motherfucker. And
0: as if that's not the only bad, or is, as if we don't have enough on our plate right now, um, Donald and Goofy remember that they were told to follow the Keyblade. <laughs> and uh, so you know where the, right. the Keyblade is now.
1: They do not.
0: They do. <laughs> they do. They they leave Sora-
1: Motherfucking <laughs> fucker!
0: <laughs> they leave Sora just down on his hands and knees, the beast slowly dying in the background. To be fair to Goofy, he extremely does not want to. You can see it on his face. But Donald is basically like, Goofy, let's go. We gotta remember our mission. <laughs> and he stops as he's what walking the, by mother- Sora. He goes, Sora- Sorry.
1: Why? I don't like this. Yeah, no,
0: this is not a good moment. It's like when you're playing this the first time, just sitting here watching all of this, just
1: ah, I don't like this, Steven. I know.
0: Um so as as the cutscene ends after Riku, I guess I guess he just fucking walks off. I'm not really sure. It kind of cuts to him being gone. <laughs> Beast gets up and- Wait,
1: he walks off with the Goose? Yeah. He takes our people?
0: Yup, he takes our friends. What the he fuck? He takes our Keyblade. Um, all we have left is, uh, Beast gets up and starts trying to hobble off after Riku, and Sora's basically like, dude, you're like half dead, what are you doing? And he's like, I came to fight for Belle, and though I am on my own, I will fight. I won't leave without here. Or I don't her.
1: like this at all. That's
0: why I'm here, and Sora. <laughs> Sora picks up the little toy sword and he's like, "You know what? Me too. I'm not gonna give up now. I came here to find someone very important to me."
1: How the f- did Riku take the fucking Keyblade? And he took the. I don't like any of this. I don't know what's happening, and I don't like this. This is
0: part of the reason. <laughs> I think I found our episode title. This is part of the reason.
1: I don't know what's happening and I don't like it.
0: This is part of the reason I decided to just go ahead and finish the game today. Could you imagine if we had done Hollow Bastion and then cut off for all of the side so stuff confused. like my original plan?
1: I would have been so confused. Like, what are you doing to me? I don't understand <laughs> this and I don't like it.
0: Um so yeah, uh we cannot fight right now. Uh, Well, not with the toy sword, because if you remember back at the beginning of the game, how that didn't do shit, even on the weak level Shadow Heartless. What is cool, and I did not figure out the (laughs) the first time I played the game, we still have our magic. So you can still help Beast out using magic, but otherwise it's mostly just letting him do the fighting. You even have a uh, a command that will pop up, Where you can, or just labeled Call, where you can have him just lunge forward. He'll even shout, step aside, and just, like, backhand anybody that's in front of Sora. Um, but, remembering what Sid said before, we, uh, do get a couple of new Heartless here. Because, fuck it, why not, at this point. Um, the front door is locked, so we have to, not even kidding, uh, this world is, like, 50%, no. Like, 85% contraptions and gizmos and puzzles. Um, the front door is locked, so we have to go down into an area called the Waterway, which is just some fucking, like, sewer catacomb bullshit down beneath everything, and uh, find the lock for it. <clears throat> and uh, we get two new Heartless. One is called the Dark Ball, one is called the Defender. You can probably guess which is which. What is kind of neat is, um...
1: But seriously, those are fucking creepy. Yeah,
0: the Defenders, I think, are kind of neat. The Dark Balls, I don't like. They're they're freaky little dudes, man. Um, the Defenders, there is a very small chance that uh, Killing One will make them drop its shield so that you can give to Goofy as an equip item, which is neat. There will be a similar Heartless for Donald coming up, but... So we uh, we go through a bunch of
1: I want a what pet like his little face shook. So I'm like, oh my god, such a good boy. Yeah, no, the
0: thing is like semi alive or something because it will snarl, it'll bite at you. Um, it can. I want to pet. Him. It can shoot fireballs or like breathe ice vapor. It's yeah, it's really interesting. Um,
1: who's a good boy? <laughs> you a good boy. Um, shut up.
0: As we are going through all of this like underwater sewer bullshit to get the door unlocked, we do get a key a cutscene over to Maleficent in a uh, a part of the castle Ooh. where she's got all of the or all of the six princesses so far in these little crystal pod things off to the side and uh what was it that she can't
1: Okay no, she has a rave. Is she what now? Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm Wraith, Wraith.
0: I heard Mm Wraith. I heard Wraith. I was like, what does this have to do with ghosts?
1: (laughs) No, she totally has a Wraith.
0: Okay, yeah, here it is. Mm -hmm. Maleficent, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Maleficent calls out, Oh, purest of hearts, reveal to me the keyhole! And then, like, that's when the beams start shooting out of their sleeping princesses up to the... They, yeah, it looks like they're shining down at them, but this is coming from each of them going up, like, to those, I guess, two spots up at the ceiling. It's fine. I'm sure everything is fine. Nothing, nothing to worry about there.
1: All I hear is Tess Connor right now. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, mm,
0: mm, I'm okay. We eventually, we get the front door locked, and so it's time to go find Riku, who has himself, I guess he took a minute to change. Wow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) what's ridiculous-
1: Someone had a kink,
0: okay. What's ridiculous about this is, at the start of the cutscene, um, Beast, like, happens to look back over his his shoulder. His head looks
1: so big compared to the rest of his body. I do (laughs) I
0: know. That's not an edit that someone did. That's just how the cutscene looks.
1: No, I know that's an actual cutscene, but I'm like, oh my god, that looks so bad. I know. Um, it looks so bad.
0: <laughs> PlayStation 2, baby! Um Even
1: for PS2, it looks so bad.
0: Anyway, uh, the start of the cutscene, Beast like happens to glance back over his shoulder. He thinks that he sees Belle behind him, so he takes off. The door like locks.
1: You a really bad BDSM outfit? <gasps> I'm sorry, I can't get over the picture. You're not wrong. Um, it's so bad.
0: Um, the the vision of Belle that he sees turns out to be a heartless, like disguise, disguising itself as Belle or something. So Beast runs off after it and the door like shuts behind him. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, be on the way into the room, Beast like happened to look over his shoulder, and he thought that he saw Belle, but then it, like, kind of fizzles and turns out to be a Heartless that was disguising itself as Belle, so he, like, lunges after it, and, like, okay. the door closes, separating you from him. So, basically, that just means that the Beast or that beast isn't here for all of the rest of this, um, where Riku is taunting Sora, he tells Sora the darkness will destroy him, um, Sora says, so- Sora says, maybe, but it can't touch my heart. My heart is super strong. It it will stay with my friends, Uh and it'll never die. (laughs) And Riku's all right. Riku's like, all right, bet. And launches, like, a a fireball of darkness and fire at Sora. And in just the, like, literal last couple seconds before Sora fucking dies, uh, Goofy with like... A speed heretofore unknown dashes from where he had been standing right behind Riku to in front of Sora, and he blocks that fireball with his shield.
1: Wait, so Goofy takes the shot? Well, he,
0: like, he holds his shield up and blocks it, so, like, he's fine. It fizzles out once it hits his shield. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Riku's like, you betray your king? And Goofy goes, not on your life, but I'm not gonna betray Sora either, because... He- because he's become one of my best buddies after all we've been through together. <laughs> and then I'm not even kidding. He shouts, uh, shouts back to Donald. See you later, Donald. Could you tell the king I'm really sorry? What? <laughs> and Do- Donald's like, we'll both tell him, and runs back over to, to hang out with Sora too. <laughs> instead of what? Instead of offering any kind of apology or anything, he's like, well, you know, all for one and one for all. <laughs> the fuck it's dumb um, Sora is like Donald Goofy thank you guys You're, we're friends again together forever all of that jazz <clears throat> Riku's like yeah well fuck you I've still got the keyblade and Sora's like I know now I don't need the keyblade I've got a better weapon my heart <laughs> Riku's like your heart are you fucking kidding me he's like, that weak little thing, it's nothing compared to the darkness. And Sora's like, although my heart may be weak, it's not alone. It's grown with each new experience, and it's found a home with all the friends I've made. I've become a part of their heart, just become just as they've become a part of mine. And if they think about me now and then, if they don't forget me, then our hearts will be one. I don't need a weapon. And he gives like, the line of the series here. He goes, my friends are my power. And he squares the fuck up with the little, like, toy sword. I would have loved it if we did this, this fight with the toy sword, but we don't, um.
1: Okay. Sorry. In the picture that you just sent me, oh my god. That's like a really bad in sync thing. What, what? Like an in sync, like the boy band. He's doing the boy band. Oh, so. oh, oh.
0: I thought that was what you meant, but I wasn't sure.
1: No, it is a he's And he's totally doing, like, a really bad boy band pose.
0: Part of that's the angle. Basically, he's just, like, crouching down with the sword, like, kind of to the side, like, ready to smack a fool. Uh, The keyblade phases out of Riku's hand and back over to Sora, and Riku's like, fucking hang on, what?
1: Because Riku's a little bitch.
0: Yeah, but he... He pulls out his soul leader, the batwing thing, and he's like, alright, you know what, fuck it, boss fight time.
1: <laughs> I wanna punch you in the face now. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just me. You're, but...
0: you're fine, you're fine. Um, it, but yeah, so we win the fight, Riku runs off, it's so funny, Beast like, ha- comes up from, I guess, having beaten up that one heartless from before, and he just goes, so your heart won this battle. Zora so doesn't even really say anything. He's just like... Mm. Uh, we solve a a weird little puzzle uh, going er, to get through... Okay, the next door out of this area has a big heartless symbol on it. And basically you have to do a bunch of different puzzles in this room in order to find pieces to go in slots on that door... So that it will open up, this room turns into this game turns into Resident Evil for a minute. Um, basically, uh, there are statues in in the room. There's uh, one that you have to hit with thunder, so that uh, no the no. This, the yeah. thunder one just lowers a couple platforms, so that you can get up to the upper level of the room, or you can That's
1: Sora. hit no. I shared the link because Sora crouching and doing his whole. Oh, I don't need a weapon.
0: Oh, no. uh, there it is. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what that reminds me of,
0: <laughs> listeners. She popped a link for uh, the music video for "In It's gonna be me.
1: Were there are little dolls inside the box? And no, that's that.
0: <laughs> um, oh, hang on.
1: Here, click it. You know you want to.
0: No, not that. Uh huh. One sec. I'm gonna cut this little bit out.
1: Yeah. What are you doing?
0: Oh, the picture. I was gonna. Pop of or pop in of the uh the library was like the file was too big, so I'm having to crop it down.
1: Oh wait, actually, while you're doing that, I'm gonna go get more caffeine. So give me just a I second. I in you. I need caffeine, dude. Like literally, I was in bed about to go to sleep, and you texted I'm
0: me. So sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, don't even. I mean, I figured that you had fallen asleep, but I was like, okay, dude, I have to go to sleep. I mean, I've got the full weekend, so it's not that big a deal. But I was like, dude. Right. I saw that you sent something. Give me just a starter. Stick this back in the freezer and we'll be good. Okay. Okay, so Stora is basically in like a mall food court.
0: (laughs) That's the library.
1: (laughs) He's in a food court. (laughs) that's what it looks like
0: uh, but no if you uh, look at the little the little area on the left hand side of the picture that is the same table that Kyrie's grandma was sitting at in that flashback so it's a fucking food court <laughs> we don't we don't have any kind of explanation as far as why or anything yet but it looks like Kyrie used to live on Holabaster is
1: okay yeah
0: um, but anyway you do puzzles in uh, that one room, F, to, like, get all of the, like, pieces to, of the door lock thing. Um, there is a flame that...
1: Oh, those, like, little heartless symbols on the floor?
0: No, that's just, like, right. sw- swooshes and diamonds and shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a flame that will go out if you... Um... Actually, I forget what, what part of all of this push the fire out but one of the one of the puzzle pieces is in that flame one of them is just in a chest on the ground floor because i guess they couldn't come up with a puzzle for that one (laughs) um there are like a bunch of candles around the room that you have to put out using blizzard uh there is there's something that you i think there's a like a statue that you have to use fire on but i don't quite remember uh then there are a couple other statues that you have to like move or one that it has like pots next to it that you have to break stuff like that. Basically just having you use all of like the small little bits and bobs that you've built up to like get out of this room. Um, the areas that we start to get to from here we uh, end up with a couple new Heartless. One of them is called a Wyvern. The other one's called the Wizard. That's the, uh-huh. that's the one that will drop its staff sometimes so that Donald can use it.
1: Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. No, no. No, I was clicking through like the Discord chat and I accidentally clicked on Kingdom Hearts toilet. Oh, okay. I'm trying to click off of it. Hang on. Okay, I'm okay. off. I'm good.
0: Um, But we do also, we get a cutscene of Riku running through I forget which room in the castle. I want to say the castle. Chapel? Not important. Uh, Billy Zane, brown...
1: Dude, those heartless are pretty. <laughs> uh,
0: the, the Billy Zane brown cloak dude is back um basically riku is running around just going why the keyblade was mine why did it go back to sora and <laughs> billy zane goes know this a heart that is strong and true shall win the keyblade and riku's like so you're saying his heart was stronger than mine and he's like for that instant it was but if you open your heart to the darkness it can become stronger and riku's like i i <laughs> he starts glowing green and that's where the cutscene ends so I'm sure that'll be fine um, but yeah like I said this this uh, this world is like 85% contraptions and puzzles and shit so as you're going along you've got a lot that you or a bunch of like smaller puzzles or things that you have to solve in different areas to keep going there is there's this one thing where um, you come to like a split level section that has got like a big uh, basically a big slab that's cut in half like vertically with like the heartless symbol like on the entire thing so like the split is like cutting the heartless symbol to navigate up the different sections you have to like raise and lower the two halves of that heartless symbol uh, in just the right combinations to finally like get up to the top of that little area one thing i had never in my life noticed is if you've have the at least one section of it raised all the way up and then fall down. You can actually land on the platform that's technically, like, underneath. Basically, if you put both of them, both of the halves down where they would be sitting. There's a door behind it that you can go into. And I never noticed that by myself that uh, the Let's Player that I'm watching did. There's nothing, like, huge back there, but there's, like, a decent equip item that you can get that... Like I said, I just never found for myself. So that's kinda neat. I'm gonna remember that whenever I play Kingdom Hearts One again.
2: <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, we get a cutscene with Riku and Maleficent. Uh, Riku's got like the whole spooky double voice thing going on. It's uh it's his voice and Billy Zane's voice. Um basically they're they are looking at what they call what Maleficent calls the keyhole to the darkness. And Riku's, like uh, Riku, Billy Zane, do what?
1: I say, you get it. <laughs> uh,
0: Riku Zane says, unlock it, and the heartless will flood this world. <laughs> and fucking Maleficent's like, what do I care? The darkness holds no power over me. Or, no. T- <laughs> Maleficent says, what do I care? The darkness holds no power over me. Rather, I will use its power to rule all worlds. Like, okay, sure have fun yeah. with that <laughs> uh riku had or does show off that he has a keyblade now oh. this one i don't have a description for because it's only a, like sora never gets it so they didn't give it an in-game descri- description like all of the other keyblades uh this one is just called the keyblade of people's hearts
1: that's like nothing yeah
0: yeah it's really bare bones could you
1: be more basic dude like
0: you'll you'll notice even it doesn't have a ketane hanging off of it it is just the blade part although what isn't right. although what is neat is like up at the top where the te- where the quote teeth would be it does have a little heart shape cut out of it that's kind of cool
1: i mean that shit is gonna cause damage pulling out yeah. but dude basic <laughs> he is he's a fucking basic bitch <laughs> <laughs> they not even have like a little dangly at the end
0: mm. uh,
1: you woke me up dude i've got no fill for that. that's now. fair
0: um they okay okay forgot where i was for a second uh sora donald and goofy no wait no okay i'm gonna cut this part out so it doesn't look like i got lost <laughs> um
1: this is the podcast where we break steven i mean
0: no okay i, I remember what's going on. Um, they can't...
1: Yeah, you're the one that fell asleep, so we're gonna totally give you shit.
0: <laughs> they, they can't unseal the keyhole, or they can't unlock whatever, the keyhole, uh, because <clears throat> as Riku Zane points out, the keyhole itself is incomplete. Uh, he, he says because Kyrie's heart is still missing, so they won't be able to finish it until she gets her heart back. And Maleficent's like, all right, I'm gonna go beat up those three those three idiots that have been working their way up here. So, <clears throat> you know what? It's time for
1: boss battle. It is
0: time for a Maleficent boss battle. Um.
1: Woohoo! Wait, does she get like? Does she go full on dragon? Not yet. Because let's just say Maleficent is the first, and I believe so far only. Disney villain that flat out says hell. Yeah,
0: yeah. In her movie, she calls on what is it? All the all the forces of hell. All, all the power the, of yeah.
1: Hell. Now you shall deal with me, oh prince, and all the powers of hell. Okay, okay, that's it. Yeah. And no freaking Disney villain has done that since. <laughs> so,
0: um props to Maleficent. Yeah. Um uh, so and Goofy run into the chapel area where she's hanging out. She's tells them...
1: That's a really gritty picture. Yeah,
0: I couldn't find a good one for the first part. Uh, She says, I'm afraid you're too late. Any moment now, the final keyhole will be unsealed. This world will be plunged into darkness. It is unstoppable. And Soros says a line that has haunted me ever since this. He goes, we'll stop it. After coming this far, there's no way we're gonna let that happen. Wait, what? Basically, um, she tells him it's unstoppable the, the keyblade is gonna be unsealed and this place is gonna, like, be flooded with darkness, and Sora says, "Nah, uh we're gonna stop it.
1: So, basically, when I go back and watch the Let's Play after this, I'm gonna cringe. Probably a
0: little. Um, oh.
1: Why well you gotta tell me that?
0: <laughs> uh, she does hit us with her right. Mistress of All Evil title, as, um, it's hard to tell in that picture, but the like platform that she's standing on rises up and so basically throughout this fight she is going to be hovering on that around the room and like launching spells at us um again something i never figured out when i was younger playing this game and i guess just never tried when i was older playing the game um if you use gravity on the platform it will immediately drop down otherwise it'll uh, just drop down periodically so that you can like Go up and hit her, so you can make it happen faster by using gravity on the platform. Uh, so Great. yeah, so basically, what you got to do is like dodge slash survive all of her spe- all the spells that she throws at you, including like a fucking meteor shower a couple times, and then just wail on her whenever the platform is low enough to for you to jump on it. If you if oh. you're good, you can try and hop up onto the platform whenever it's like low enough. But it'll only ever let you stay there for like long enough to get a couple of hits in, and then she'll start spinning it really fast and it'll just shoot you off, so meh. Hmm. So yeah, Sora wins that fight of course. Um, she's sitting there like clutching her chest and panting, just uh, 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 and we get Ansom Report five.
1: five. Do what? Nothing.
0: Okay. <laughs> um and uh, Maleficent <laughs> vanishes into a portal. This is where Dragon Maleficent's gonna happen.
1: Uh, Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) She's in a different room that, like, only exists for, like, this boss fight, and then gets used for one of the secret bosses later on. Um, Billy Zane Riku shows up again, like, holding that keyblade out, and Sora's like, yo, dude, what? And he's like, this power has... Or this... And he's like, this, this Keyblade has the power to unlock people's hearts and decides to demonstrate that by fucking stabbing Maleficent in the chest. Do you, do you see? Ooh. Okay, there it is, yeah. Well, it,
1: it took a little bit to learn, okay. but Ooh.
0: Yeah, uh, so as he's as he's like got the Keyblade stabbed into her, he what does he say? One second. There it is. He says, now open your heart. Surrender it to the darkness. Become darkness itself. <laughs> and then just pulls the Keyblade out and walks off. Uh, Maleficent is just sitting there for a second like okay I'm fine I didn't die and then she starts to feel it she's like this is it this power, darkness true darkness and just immediately turns into a dragon (laughs) and you gotta fight her like that so yeah big ol dragon Maleficent Um,
1: yes dragon sorry it's taking a little bit to load here yeah no you're good totally love dragon Boom. Right there. Casey. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, Casey uh, commented in, uh, in the Ansom Report channel that she loves the wizard. Um, I will respectfully disagree. I like its design, but fighting them is really annoying because they have this thing that they'll do where whenever they start casting thunder, they become just invincible to any damage until they're done doing that. So... <laughs> You can either stand off to the side and wait, or the option that I always take is just (laughs) fucking hitting them, like, no, stop it.
1: For me, Maleficent is the best, because one, she fucking turns into a dragon, Um, and two, she is like, to this, and I even believe it's to this day, she is the only Disney villain to flat out say hell. Yeah, dude.
0: Um, This one... (laughs) You cannot go, like, it basically puts an invisible wall, like, kind of running along the floor, or running along level with her front paws. So you can, or claws, I guess. So <laughs> so you can go anywhere in the, like, the front half of the room, but, like, you can't go around behind her or anything like that, basically. Uh, the strategy here is to just hit her in the face a whole lot. Meanwhile, she will... I
2: mean, fair. Yeah,
0: meanwhile, she'll, like, Swing her head around, bite at you, she'll breathe fire. That shit sucks because the whole floor just catches on fire, and you can't stay gliding long enough to avoid it, so you're always going to take some damage from that unless you're, like, in a couple specific spots that just ha- that just happen to not get caught on fire whenever she does that. Usually I think it's, like, up around these vines that are here. <laughs> this uh, this is where I'll bring up because the Let's, play, the let's Player I'm following used it, um, I had forgotten to mention what Tinkerbell does as a summon, uh, basically whenever she's out, you still have Donald and um, the other summons that you've gotten so far will basically eat Donald and Goofy in order to appear, Um, so you have to have both of them alive, you still have to have both of them not dead uh, to to summon Tinkerbell, but she doesn't make them disappear whenever she shows up, so you still have Donald and Goofy helping you out uh, basically, she'll just hang around Sora's shoulder, and just constantly healing him. And you get like <clears throat> a one-time use of if you do die, she'll like full he- so just do a full heal, and like keep let like you keep going, basically. And she doesn't have like a time limit like the other summons so far do. So she will stay until you tell her to leave. Just again, just sitting there constantly healing you, which is real neat. Tinkerbell might be the best summon in the first game. <laughs> Um, but, that said, you eventually, obviously, kill Maleficent. Um, <laughs> it's kind of horrifying. She, like, basically just melts to the point that, like, there's a big smudge on the floor that kind of just is in the general shape of her cloak. And Billy Zane Riku walks up and says, err fucking, like, grinds his foot into the cloak on the ground and makes it, like, vanish and goes, how ironic. She was just another puppet after all. The Heartless were using Maleficent from the beginning. She failed to notice the darkness eating, she failed to notice the darkness in her heart eat- eating away at her. A fitting in for such a fool. And uh, then we get an item called Fire Glow which, <laughs> which you can take back to the Fairy Godmother for the Mushu summon. <laughs> so that, that happens. Um, <clears throat> Mushu is, I forget if he yeah.
1: knew what, Mushu is no. It just now loaded in the answer reports. I'm like, why the fuck is Mushu on Sora's? Head? Oh
0: yeah, um, that's what he'll do when you summon him. He hangs out on Sora's head, and I think it's just yeah. You uh-huh. hold the attack button, and he will just send a constant stream of fireballs just directly forward, basically.
2: Great. Yeah, it's
0: a little ridiculous. His summon is so funny too, because like. It'll, if you remember how, um, when he first showed up in the movie, he had, like, all the smoke and flame trying to make himself look, like, big and powerful and sinister and stuff. (laughs) He gets that effect, and then it immediately fades away, and you just get his doofy little face going, hey! And then it, like, zooms out to reveal that he's, like, standing on Sora's head, and Sora's like, why are you here? Nice. Um, this, at this point, though, I will say, um since you can technically skip Monstro and Olympus Coliseum for the entire game if you want to, but the important thing is that you can skip them up, to, up until right now. If you go to each of them...
1: You're breaking for a really bad.
0: Oh, um, you can technically skip uh, Monstro and Olympus Coliseum if you want. So if you go back to each of them for the first time after this point, after you've killed Maleficent and uh, Riku has, like, revealed himself to be not necessarily Riku because
1: Riku's <laughs> been a bitch.
0: <laughs> well, after he started to talk with Billy Zane voice. Um <laughs> he's a bitch.
1: You will not tell me otherwise he's beginning a little Little
0: bitch. bit. Uh, he's, um he's doing Billy Zane voice cosplay. <laughs> um no if you if you do Olympus Coliseum, like the first part of it, if you remember back when you first met Cloud and all that if you, if you uh-huh. wait until now to do that, everything will play out the same, except at the very end when Maleficent would have shown up to have a conversation with Hades. That just doesn't happen now. <laughs> because, well, for obvious reasons. Um, Monstro is the one that gets the biggest change. If you wait until now to do Monstro, because technically, once he like sh- uh, swoops in and eats your ship, you can just go to the nearest save point and immediately leave without doing any of the story stuff. Um, so if you wait until now to do it, uh, basically it'll, it'll start like normal with Riku showing up, kidnapping Pinocchio, taunting Sora, but Sora will be like, wait, you're not Riku, and at that point he just dips. So, like, he will just leave, he doesn't-
1: Like just poofs? Yeah, like, he'll
0: just, like, vanish into a portal of darkness or whatever. He, like, doesn't have any more cutscenes taunting Sora and continuing to kidnap Pinocchio. He doesn't help you fight the Parasite Cage in the first part of it. He's just gone at that point. Basically, Sora calls him out for not really being Riku, and he's like, alright, bye then. Yeah, so, yeah, Monstro gets real weird if you wait until now to do it. Um, That said... The uh, next place that we are going is the Grand Hall, where all of the princesses are, like, sleeping in crystals right now. Um, <clears throat> Sora and Donald run up onto a platform. I don't understand why Donald was able to follow Sora here, because a Al- force field does activate the box Goofy on the face and keeps him from joining from coming up here. <laughs> So I don't know why Donald got past it, but whatever. Uh, maybe it had a height limit or something. Yeah. Um, Kyrie is just laying on the floor. She won't wake up. Sora's, like, shaking her like, Kyrie. oh my god, wake up. Um, Riku, with Billy Zane voice, shows up and basically says that she can't wake up because she doesn't have her heart. Sora said Basically, the, the voice clip that gets used in Monstro for Sora saying, wait, you're not Riku, is originally from this spot, because he's, he says again, again you, you're you not Riku. Um, Riku Billy Zane explains, the keyhole cannot be completed so long as the last princess of heart still sleeps. And that's where, like, it finally hits Sora. He looks back at Kairi. He's like, Kairi's a princess? But he's like, okay, I can deal with that later. I'm going to just compartmentalize, not think about it right now. And he tells, um, oh, I forgot to note specifically where in the conversation, but this, is where, um, <clears throat> Billy's, nice this is where the Billy Zane controlling Riku does reveal his name as Ansem, the Seeker of Darkness. So Sora's like, all right, dude, give Riku his heart back. <laughs> and dude goes, but first you must give the princess back her heart. And Sora just like collapses on the ground clutching his chest oh no! okay this is where he this is where he says it is i am the seeker of darkness um donald charges at him basically he's like menacingly standing over sora with that spiky ass keyblade like um about to stab sora with it so donald runs up to try to hit him and he just gets backhanded out of the out of the force field <laughs> so i don't i don't know why they allowed donald to be here just to let that happen but whatever i guess Alright, back at it again the next day on account of we got started late last time. Uh, hopping right back because in, Kat,
1: somebody overslept.
0: Yeah, that too. Is it even oversleeping when you weren't supposed to sleep at all? Because then the problem is just sleeping in, in general.
1: We'll just blame you, period.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's whatever. Cat, um, uh, do you remember where we left off?
1: No, not really. Okay, fair. <laughs> Dude, I was fighting it at the end. I was half asleep.
0: Okay, okay, um, let me see, we had, real quick recap, we had gotten to Hollow Bastion, uh, Riku had stolen the Keyblade, we got it back, um, he started, like, doing a double voice with himself and Billy Zane, uh, that version of him revealed that, uh, Kairi is actually one of the seven princesses of heart, but that her heart is inside Sora, and that's pretty much exactly where we left off, he's, like, about to swing down and hit Sora with his, his weird Keyblade, and, he, and these next couple lines that I of dialogue that I read are going to be slightly triggering uh, for people who have played the games a bunch because we're about to do a really hard cutscene, and back in the day, if you remember um, me saying, and I think Flutterdark and a couple other people mentioning, you couldn't skip cutscenes back in the day. <laughs> so, so what you're
1: saying is you're about to break our listeners.
0: A little bit, because there are some lines that just forever haunt people who, like, Especially, I think they, I think by the time 2 rolled around, they had introduced skipping cutscenes. I know for Final Mix, for Kingdom Hearts 1 Final Mix, you could skip cutscenes, but the original release of Page 1, you could not. So there are some lines in there that just straight up haunt people. Um, mm. But getting into that, um, Double Voice, Billy Zane, Riku, and some whatever, uh, starts to swing down his Keyblade and says, "Open the door. Lead me into everlasting darkness." And for like the briefest of seconds, Sora is like still collapsed on the floor, and you think he's about to die. Then you hear Kyrie's voice call out to him, and he blocks the Keyblade. And this is the one that's really gonna get people. And Sora says, "Forget it. There's no way you're taking Kyrie's heart." And then the boss fight just starts.
1: That's not abrupt at all.
0: No, I know. it's, And I'm not even kidding. This one is a tough boss fight. Honestly, possibly harder than like the actual final boss fights co- that we'll get to here in a little bit. Um, Riku is a lot faster, a lot more aggressive. He has uh, this move called Dark Aura, where he will like hover about an inch or two off the floor and just fucking... Just lunge forward, like and teleport a bunch, so he's just basically covering the entire like little area that you're fighting. He'll just zoom across it, like if you get hit once, you're pretty much gone. But <laughs> it's also really easy to avoid if you um manage to walk up onto like because you can kind of step up onto the steps that he had been on for like the first one or two, so you can get a little extra elevation. So if you do that and then jump and glide, if you angle yourself right, you can avoid the entire attack by just flying right over his head.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, so it's one of those, you can avoid the entire thing if you're quick, or if you get caught in it, you're probably going to take the entire attack. There is no in-between. But so after all of that, um, you you win the fight, double Billy Zane who disappears, uh, Riku er, not Riku, Dan. Sora goes to try and seal the keyhole, uh, but he can't because as I think it's Goofy that reminds him, uh, the keyhole is isn't complete because they still don't have Kyrie's heart, and so Sora looks at Kyrie, who somehow, even though the boss fight took place in the spot where they were standing, which had been where Kyrie was, she is. Somehow unaffected by the entire boss fight and is still in the exact same spot, but whatever. Um, he looks at Kyrie. He looks at Riku's Keyblade on the ground and he says to himself, the power to unlock people's hearts. I wonder. And then he picks up Riku's Keyblade and let me, because I think I had this as a as a gif. I think I had a gif of what he's about to do here. Hang on one sec. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, actually I had a picture of Sora blocking the the attack real quick too. Boop! There's that one.
1: Ooh, fancy!
0: Yeah, yeah, he he picks up the keyblade, turns and gives Donald and Goofy one last grin.
1: Cut the grin! It looks so bad.
0: Yeah it um
1: it hurts him to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, some of the facial expressions uh didn't come out so great back in the day. Uh, there we go.
1: Ooh,
0: ooh. He stabs himself. I see with shiny. Him. He stabs himself with the Keyblade and releases Kyrie's heart from inside himself. And then the Keyblade itself shatters into the other princesses, the other six princesses' hearts, and they all fly back to their respective people.
1: Okay, wait, run that by me again?
0: Yeah. So remember no, how...
1: Run that by me a little bit slower.
0: Yeah, so remember uh, how Riku said this Keyblade has the power to unlock people's hearts? And how when yeah. he stabbed Maleficent with it, she turned into a dragon.
1: Uh huh.
0: And how Kyrie's heart has been locked inside Sora this whole time.
1: Uh huh.
0: Which yeah, also fun fact: this is why, if you remember the few times he's been like hallucinating Kyrie throughout the game. Yeah. That's why is like her heart sort of resonating with his for a second. <clears throat>
1: uh
0: huh. Um. So yeah, he um. Be- uh. Basically, he takes this big old pointy keyblade and stabs himself directly in the chest with it to release Kyrie's heart. <clears throat> and then he drops the keyblade, it hits the floor, and it shatters back into the individual hearts of the other six princesses that are still sleeping in their little crystal pod thingies. And luckily, since her heart went back to her, uh, Kyrie wakes up. Uh, she and Donald both run over just in time for her to catch Sora and him to disappear into a flurry of light. And we'll give you however long you need to process that.
1: I'm still processing.
0: Yeah, I bet.
1: <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Shut up, Steven.
0: To Kyrie's credit, though, as soon as this happens, she just gets defiant and is like, No! I won't let him go. And then we, um, it cuts away real quick. We get a shot of Sora just kind of falling against like a solid black background, and we just get him going. Where am I? Falling into darkness. And then he just goes back outside. <laughs> um. So now that Sora is gone, uh, this dude shows up. Ansem appears in his like true form. You
1: know once. Sec- Wait, that's Sora.
0: No, that's Ansem. Okay. He's no longer doing the double voice thing. It is just Billy's voice. Uh, one second. There it is. Uh, Donald and Goofy square up, even though like they're not sure if they can hold him off, but they're at least gonna try. Uh, Riku's fucking ghost appears right in front of him to like hold him back. Like basically, he goes to try and attack at uh, Kyrie, Donald, and Goofy, but, like, Riku's ghost appears and, like, kind of stops him from moving for a second, and, um, basically he tells uh, the others to run away, because the Heartless are coming, and he doesn't know how long he can hold Ansem back. <laughs> and a bunch of shadows start to appear, so the three of them run out of the room. But, the camera does awkwardly linger on one of the little shadowy dudes, and, um... Ew. <laughs> you you want to know you want to know what because uh, the cutscene ends here and so you want to know what we do for the next couple minutes of gameplay. What do we do? We're a shadow. We play as this little heartless.
1: That I want to step on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, they kind of look like ants. He d-
1: he looks like something that like I would see in my kitchen and freak out and step on. <laughs> I don't like him.
0: <laughs> the uh, the game. Like, I you. saw
1: Casey's question where it was like, she asked me specifically, what Heartless do I like? It ain't this one.
0: I think these ones are cute. No! <laughs> they, got the, they got the big eyes and the little twitchy antennas.
1: No! You step on them and they do the little squirm and squish and like they explode out both ends.
0: I mean, also that, true. Um, oh. But yeah, it's so funny anyway. because the game wants you to one hundred percent try try to backtrack as much as possible, taking like all of the same routes that you did as Sora. But if you just jump off of stuff like three or four times, it'll put you right where you want where it wants you to be. <laughs> so you can just do that instead. But one way or the other, you work your way uh, back to the entrance hall where you had your first boss fight with Riku, and uh, <laughs> it's so funny, Donald. The court magician, who we have seen use all kinds of spells throughout the game, and th- who we will continue to see use all kinds of spells throughout the rest of the series, walks up to this one lone Heartless and smacks it in the face with his staff and just goes, Get out of here! Confounded Heartless! It's just like, Get lost, will ya? Dude. Yeah. <clears throat> but Kyrie stops him. She... Re- she- she, like, makes eye contact with the shadow, and she agrees with me that they're cute, but also for a minute, she's like, wait, Sora? No. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's, it's never explained how she's able to tell. Um, literally, what's about to happen here, the wiki just says somehow. So even even the Kingdom Hearts wiki doesn't actually know how this works, but she's able to tell that this is Sora, and so she walks over to it as some more heartless appear she like gets in front of it like basically blocking the (laughs) the little sora heartless from the others she goes this time i'll protect you as the heartless all just jump at her and like she turns around to hug it and there's a flash of light that like gets rid of the heartless and then sora's back and he, he's back hey, and he's Casey, hugging Tyree.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, look at the question in the Mickey's mailbag, Casey. Oh my god. Oh, did
0: someone bust a new one? Hold up. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, she just did. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> she,
0: she knew. She knew exactly where we must have been starting. Oh my god. What the fuck, Casey? <laughs> <laughs> screw it let's go ahead and hit this one now Which, uh, what heartless would you want to turn into if you got stabbed by that there keyblade
1: I would be a Halloween town heartless
0: <laughs> I'd be okay with, being a sh- with turning into like a shadow because they're just vibing
1: but seriously what the fuck dude?
0: <laughs> I don't know how she knew what the fuck <laughs> that's so great Oh, wait, obviously how she knew. She can see into the Answer Report channel. Shit. She's been
1: in the Answer reports. What the fuck are you mean now?
0: I'm not thinking about stuff. I don't know shit about fuck.
1: She's been seeing shit. Casey, congratulations. You broke Steven.
0: <laughs> Jeez. But, um...
1: Anyway. Uh, anyway.
0: To- anyway, Sora's back. Back again. Tell a friend. <laughs> um... Beast shows up and basically, like, starts backhanding Heartless left and right and tells the, the the four of them to get out. And Sora's like, wait, you should come with us. And he's like, no, Belle's still here somewhere. I'm not leaving without her. <laughs> so, um, we head back... Okay, this is not what I meant when I said we had two worlds left, because we head back to Traverse Town for a minute. Um, basically, uh, Sora gives Leon the whole the rundown on what's been going on and it kind of, like it skips all of that because we've already played through all of it so that way we don't have to just sit there and watch Sora try to explain it. <laughs> but Leon's like, don't worry Sora, if anyone can save your friend, you can. And I forget which one of them says it. Probably Aerith uh points out that Heartless are just pouring out of the keyhole, so now like even all of the other worlds are gonna have stronger Heartless, which basically what this does is if you want to go back through the other worlds to grind, um, they all have, like, the Heartless that are there are at higher levels, and they have, like, different types of Heartless now, so all of their battle levels have gone up. Uh, what's kind of cool is Monstro will now start cycling through Heartless from different worlds, basically, like, the basically the other, like, three worlds that are on the same loop as Monstro, it'll just, like, I guess swing by, grab, or eat a few of them, and then keep going. <laughs> But, um, also, Sid, basically, he tells Sora, like, you know what, I don't want you going back to Hollow Bastion the same way that you got there before, because now there are all kinds of super strong Heartless pouring out of that, that keyhole now that it's been completed. Um, but luckily, there is... I hid a navigational gummy back when we first showed up here, and it's back in the waterway. If you go grab that, I'll put it into your ship, and you can go a different way around. And it's like, okay, whatever. That, I... It sort of bugs me because this has no real impact on the game because you just need to go do that and then you can go back to Hollow Bastion right away just with, like, a different route that... Basically, this just opens up a direct route from Traverse Town to Hollow Bastion is all it does. So just instead of having to go bounce between worlds to get there, now you can just go right to it. That's all it really does. But this does open up... A good cutscene, <clears throat> sort of. Um when you go into the waterway, there is a mural in there that is an image of like a sunny day, but when you go and when you take the navigational gummy for whatever reason it changes to a night scene, so I don't know. I guess it can tell that someone's been messing with it. Um but Kyrie's also hanging out there, and so you can talk to her and Sora <laughs> Sora's like, you know it's funny? I looked everywhere for you, but you were with me all along. <laughs> but now it's time to get Riku back. Because the three of us, you know, we're, we're not gonna, we can't go home just two of us. We gotta get all three of us before we go back home. And, um, basically, Sora, uh, uh, Riku, er, Kyrie asks, like, What
1: the fuck did you just do?
0: I lost my words for a second. Kyrie asks Sora, like, you know, are you okay, all of that jazz, Well what even happened back there he describes uh what it was like having turned into a heartless and like slowly losing all of his memories uh basically he said like he was slowly falling into the darkness and like starting to forget everything but then suddenly like out of nowhere there was a, a burst of light because Kyrie saved him so basically he he concludes that that means that riku will be will be fine because no matter how deep the darkness the light shines within and she was like. Oh, dude, like my grandma's story. And he's like, yes. And this is where the series will officially start to piss me off about Kairi. She says that she wants to go with him because, and as she points out, they made it this far by sticking together. So it wouldn't make sense for them to split up now. But the game has to justify just having Sora, Donald, and Goofy somehow. And the route that they take is for... Sora to tell Kyrie that she would just get in the way because it's too dangerous. Which, I mean, at this point, she has no way of, like, fighting the Heartless, so I guess that's fair. But this will become a trend throughout the series that Kyrie just constantly gets sidelined for shit, and it started here, and as much as I love this series overall, this part does piss me off. But, having said that, um, do you remember way back at the beginning of The Bag... Not bad, the beginning of the game, where um, I told you they added in a Final Mix cutscene of um, Kyrie saying that she was working on a good luck charm while she was making Riku and Sora do all the chores for their raft. Yes. Okay. It was like, just for a minute, so I, didn't, I wasn't sure if you'd remember or not. Well, anyway, that was to set up this scene. That This was already in the base game. They added that extra one just to set it up because I guess people must have sort of that this came out of nowhere or some shit. I don't know. (laughs) She hands Sora her good luck charm, which is this cute little thing.
1: Oh, the little hairpiece thing.
0: I know. It's got Sora's, like, face and hair drawn on it. It's so cute. If I ever... Not if. Whenever I manage to get a Kingdom Hearts tattoo, I'm pretty sure it's going to be this.
1: You're going to get that for Julie. Come on.
0: I keep trying to tell her I should get a Kingdom Hearts tattoo for her, like how I've got... The ones get her, her like studio. a hair yeah.
1: thing get her like a barrette or a hair clip shaped like that
0: right um she always just what rolls you're her saying
1: eyes is you fail as a husband
0: no she always just rolls her eyes and says whatever um
1: don't just care for her
0: this is true but anyway um this uh this good luck charm uh, becomes the keychain for my favorite keyblade in the game it's called oath keeper let me pop the picture in right there Ooh. yes i love this I thing
2: like.
0: the design is very good it comes up from like okay as as much as sora and Kyrie as a ship are honestly kind of bland okay. in the way that like
1: i need this key i need this keychain right I need this, the Halloween Town one, and the one really freaky like Demon Blade.
0: We got it. We got at least one more coming up that you'll probably like too. Um,
1: but I like this one
0: as much as Sora and Kyrie are kind of bland as a ship in the way that like most Shonen tags and love interests kind of are. I love the symbolism of Oathkeeper because it's just it's really sweet and that it always comes up at like instances of how much the two of them matter to each other, especially with her good luck charm being the keychain for it. Plus, the design of it is just really neat. I really like the way this thing looks. Stat-wise, stat-wise, it's it's not super great, so it's never one that you use a whole, whole lot. But, still, um, the, uh, the description on it here, uh, says raises max MP by one, and enhances magic and summon power, capable of dealing a string of critical blows. um, (laughs) It has a strength of plus nine and an MP of plus one, so it's a decently it's a decently balanced Keyblade. But like by the time you get it, most everything you have has better stats. So basically, you're only going to be using it if you choose to use, uh, choose to use it because of story stuff, which is what I did the last time I played the game. <laughs> Meh. 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 Meh.
1: But I want, I want the Keyblade.
0: Yeah. Right. But yeah. Um. So it. In terms of the actual cutscene, Kyrie hands him the good luck charm and tells him to make sure and bring it back to her. And so, of course, being a good boy, he promises that he will. Um, she. Uh,
1: I see this not ending well. What? What the fuck?
0: That's just me going.
1: What? <laughs> yeah, you broke Discord. What the fuck?
0: What would I do? What happened? What well, happened?
1: it did like this really bad like reverb and oh. <laughs> it was just helping to
0: emphasize the moment Um but no the cutscene ends with Kyrie just being like don't forget wherever you go I'm always with you and like Sora says okay and walks off we don't get to see it but Kyrie's probably crying I'm crying <laughs> because I'm a sap uh, we do get a final mix cutscene. Also that we did get a, uh, a cutscene that was final mix, which means that in the American release, this is not voiced. <laughs> it's just uh, Riku like wandering in what's supposed to be like the realm of darkness. Basically all it is is he's on kind of like a light purple like patch of ground that just exists to be big enough for him to run- be running along it. And the rest of the area is just shadows. Um, a disembodied voice calls out to him. It's just text at the top of the screen. Uh, basically telling him, don't worry, everything's okay. Uh, you're here because your body was destroyed, but your heart survived. Um, <laughs> which, like, thanks, that's reassuring, I guess. Uh, the voice tells him not to worry. He found, or it found, the, uh, the keyblade that belongs to the world of darkness and it's on its way there to help him and riku's like that's cool what about my friends do what
1: i said well shit
0: yeah right um riku's like that's cool what about my friends and the voice says don't worry your friends are still fine and so riku's like that's good as long as they're safe then i can hang. then i'll be all right basically riku is do what
1: shit (laughs)
0: <laughs> basically um not that like really considered this a spoiler but riku's art for like the rest of the series is basically going to be trying to make up for the events of kingdom hearts one because he feels so bad about having like fallen to so darkness basically been... he's
1: a little shit for the rest of the series
0: no no no, no. like he's just he's a sad boy for the rest of the series because he fell to darkness yeah. and got possessed by Ansem, so like he's trying to like make up for it basically
1: so he's a bitch.
0: No, he's a good boy. He's a good boy, and Michael Mouse is his adopted father.
1: He sounds like a bitch.
0: You're mean, Shush. He's my he's I my mean, favorite character.
1: This surprises you? How?
0: No, it doesn't. I guess.
1: Um, right. <laughs> thank you.
0: But we we do make it back to Final, or not to Hollow Bastion. Got myself stuck on saying Final Mix. Geez. Um, we make it back to Hollow Bastion just fine. Uh, Belle and the other princesses have stayed there. Um, we find this out. Basically, uh, because of everything that happened, we can't just work to, uh, one of the other save points like you normally can when you're going back to a world. You have to just start back at Rising Falls and kind of work your way around. So when we get to the entrance hall, Beast, like, meets us there and is like, yeah, Belle, for some reason, she and the princess, she and the other princesses don't want to leave, so I'm just kind of hanging out, um, I guess since you're here, I'll tag along with you again and we get the option to switch him back into being a party member, of course. Um, In the entrance hall is a type of heartless that was added in for final mix and that I hate. It is called the Stealth Soldier. Ooh. Basically- He
1: looks fucked up.
0: Well, part of that's just, it's not a very good picture. The resolution kind of sucks. Basically, um, it is invisible most of the time, but once you get it down to, I think, like- third health. Ew. Yeah, you can actually see it again, and it looks like the regular soldiers, but just kind of muted, basically.
1: Fuck that noise.
0: Yeah, I hate this little dude. He's got a ton of health, a ton of defense, uh, and only ever shows up, like, surrounded by, like, I think, four defenders also, so just fighting it is not particularly easy also. This little dude's an asshole. But... If you are trying to 100% the game and get all the synthesis materials, I forget exactly what it is, but there's something that you can only get by beating these dudes. So you kind of got to just tough it out. Uh, basically, the best strategy for it is to use stop and just wail on it as much as you can and just rinse and repeat that um, until it becomes visible or or even past that and just keep going. Um, but... That aside uh Bell is hanging out with in the library because she's Bell <laughs> uh if you it's actually kind of neat if you go and talk to her um you'll get it'll initiate like a separate cutscene with her basically just sort of giving you the rundown on what's going on like the other she and the other princesses are holding back the darkness, but that's pretty much all they can really do they can't like they can't like push it yeah. back and make it less but they can at least get it keep it from getting any worse which things I guess? i don't know um <laughs> she get we get like a an awkward an awkwardly short dance scene between herself and beast like they take each other in, in an embrace like they're about to do like the dance from the movie like that whole like sweeping ballroom dance but mm-hmm. like as soon as they like take the first couple steps, the cutscene just ends. So it's like, why did you put this here? <laughs> uh, but, but, but she does give us um, a keychain. Boop.
1: Okay, so they give you the rose.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's called Divine Rose. It's really neat. I dig its design. What is hilarious. Is in the original version of Kingdom Hearts One, it was still a pretty good Keyblade, uh, but it was like if you rank all of them based on their stats, it was like number two or three. Basically, there's uh-huh. one that we'll find a little further along uh, that is that was at least stronger than the Divine Rose, but <laughs> they uh-huh. upped its stats for the final mix version for some reason, so that now this one is stronger than that one. Because <laughs> what? What? Yeah, uh, what it is? Um, Divine Rose and the other one that we'll find in a minute in the final mix version now have basically the same strength modifier. Oh, no, uh, Divine Rose is actually too higher on strength also. But the other thing that makes it better is the other one we'll find in a minute has a a negative one to magic, whereas Divine Rose just has plus or minus zero, so it doesn't affect your max NP either way. So whereas... All right, then. Yeah, so whereas in the base game... You could kind of argue that the other one was a little bit of a trade-off, depending on how you're statting, or doing your stats, because you would lose one magic, but it would make you stronger than this one. Now there's just no downside to- uh, now there's just no reason to switch to the other one from Divine Rose. <laughs> and you get the two of them really close together. It's just funny. But- You uh, feel better now. I do. I do, because that, that part, like I said, that is actually really funny. Um. Okay. Yeah. We uh we make it back up there aren't any more like cutscenes or anything else going on along the way, so you make it back up to uh where you where you fought Maleficent the first time, the other princesses of heart are just hanging out there now. Right. Right. Um is this where you get fire on? No. What? Okay, no, not just yet. The princesses actually screw it. Um the princesses not this time that you talk to them, but in a few minutes you can come back after a couple other cutscenes and they will upgrade, uh, Fyra up to Fyraga for you. That's the only one that you get maxed out just by the storyline stuff. I-, I say by storyline. You cannot talk to them and then you'll just end up with Fyra, but you know what I mean. Um, but basically they tell, or Sora's like, hey, so what happened to Ansem? And they tell Sora they're not sure. The last they saw of him, darkness just flooded out of the keyhole. And like swallowed him up, but the creepy thing is that he was smiling as he disappeared, and it's like that's cool. That's
1: not ominous at all.
0: I know, right? <laughs> hmm. Um. Sure. So you go back into where the keyhole is—the room where we fought Riku a minute ago—and this is where uh, one of the other two, one of the other two most iconic key—well, three, I guess. Uh, one of the other iconic keyblades for the series, uh, this one is called Oblivion, is hanging out in a chest off to the side.
1: Continue.
0: Oh, I wasn't sure if it had popped in for you yet. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Um. I like. Basically, Oblivion and Oathkeeper um, will a lot of the time be kind of shown as like a pair. Oathkeeper, sort of the light side. Oblivion is like the dark side, kind of a yin and yang thing.
1: I want it, and yeah. I like it.
0: I thought you would. I figured you would like it, um,
1: dude. Right? Anybody listening to this, if you find the keyblade or not keyblade, if you find the keychain of this, I will love you forever.
0: I know you can find keychains. I'll send of... you shit. <laughs> I know you can find uh, keychains of Oathkeeper and Oblivion. I'll see if I can. Dude, check... right? I'll see if I can check Amazon or whatever later on. But yeah, yeah, um... Buying
1: Amazon, I will totally love that shit.
0: Yeah, uh, but yeah, um, Oath Key, er, not Oath. Oblivion's, uh, description possesses colossal power but reduces max MP by one. So, that's the only real trade-off, is depending on how, uh, conscious you're being of your magic stat, this will drop it down by one. And it has a strength modifier of plus eleven, which, like I said, in the base game, um, mm-hmm. Divine Rose had plus 10, so that did give Oblivion a higher strength stat. But now Divine Rose has plus 13 strength, so it's like, why bother if you're just going on stats, which is hilarious. Um, but, so so yeah, you grab Oblivion, uh, go over to, and I'm not even fucking kidding with you, um, <clears throat> The I couldn't find a good picture of it, so you'll kind of have to just wait till you watch the Let's Play, or this section of the Let's Play later on. Um, in the background of the area that you fought Riku is like a big just swirling multicolored like heartless symbol thing. You walk up to that and it tells you it's time to go to a place called the Dark Depths. Nice. Yeah. Uh, You get a boss fight like as soon as you walk in against this big old boy. It's called a Behemoth. Behemoth? I always have trouble saying that word out loud. But yeah. I'll type it just in case. Bot. There
1: we go. Ew, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. Um, I looked it up. This is based on. There's a Final Fantasy, uh, monster or creature that I don't know if it pops up as a boss or or what in the Final Fantasy games that it's in, but also called Behemoth. Uh, the Final Fantasy version does look cooler though. I will say. Um, Ew. Yeah. So you go into the dark depths and you get a boss fight against this dude. Honestly. All it really has going for it is its size. In terms of fighting, <coughs> it's not really that hard. Um, it's it's basically like Cerberus but easier. You all you got to do is worry about um, not is like don't let it step on you, and it will cast like thunder attacks every now and then. So just avoid those. But otherwise, the main strategy is go back around to its hind legs, hop up onto its back, run up, and just attack its horn a few times and like that's all you really got to do as far as strategy so looks big and imposing especially coming up as like a boss fight here the first time but honestly behemoths aren't that bad um what's hilarious is after this you'll just start getting a few behemoths uh the final world of this game has like four or five that you fight over the course of the world (laughs) And they will start popping up, and there's like one or two in the Hades Cup when we get to it. So behemoths just now start being a thing. This one, this one was just the first one, and he was like, "Rah, great!" But after you beat the behemoth and or the behemoth, and this has always annoyed me because you go in, you get the little intro scene for the fight, do the boss fight. And then instead of immediately closing the keyhole, instead you friggin' you hear Leon's voice from outside going, "Sora, you did it!" And so it's back outside for a conversation that you could easily have after sealing the keyhole, but fucking whatever, I guess. Um, that saltiness aside, <laughs> um, yeah, you go, you go back outside. Um, Leon, Aerith, Yuffie, and Sid are all hanging out. Uh, basically, they explained to Sora that Hollow Bastion was their original home. And um, that they, they say again, basically, they lived here up, up until um, around nine years ago. Um, Ansem, who had been studying hearts and heartless, uh, seemingly disappeared a lo- about the time Maleficent showed up with a bunch of heartless. Uh, the world fell to darkness. They escaped to Traverse Town. The rest is history, pretty much. Um, but they do also. this is where they also confirm that once all of this is over and they are able to restore the worlds, the barriers between worlds will theoretically also come back. So traveling from one world to another is no longer going to be a thing. So basically this is them kind of saying goodbye to Sora because they're not sure if they're ever going to be able to see each other after this. <laughs> i swear in his head this sounded cooler but leon gives this cheesy ass line where they even like they even animate him like holding his hand up in front of his face i guess again trying to look cool but he goes we may never meet again but we'll never forget each other <laughs> it's like all right dude chill. god bless him though he's trying um <clears throat> this is this is where you can talk to the princesses and you'll get Fireaga, uh basically they tell you that whatever you did, uh no, now you can go seal the keyhole. And then after that the princesses will give you fireaga. Um let me go ahead and show you what the keyhole for Hollow Bastion looks like because hot diggity damn.
1: Hang on pulling it up. Sorry, my phone is not letting me unlock it. Lame. Okay, there we go. This, Ooh. Shiny.
0: Yeah, no, it's <laughs> like this is I mean, The keyholes have always been kind of, like, on something or, like, set as part of a thing or whatever. This is the first one that feels like it's a thing. Like, bam. Here it fucking is, kid. Keyhole. Get at it. Um, Get that hole. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, so you see all the keyhole. And technically, as far as story goes, you're just supposed to go right to the next world. Um, but obviously, if you want to, you can go back, grind some more, um. I think it's here that the Hades cup becomes available. So starting now you can do the Hades cup, the secret bosses, all of that if you want to. We're going to wait till next episode for any of those obviously. But this is when they become available. Um mm-hmm. If you go back to the library, Aerith is hanging out there. <laughs> like the library is two floors, so like Bells hanging out up on the second floor of the library and Aerith is hanging out down on the first floor. And I just I it's hilarious because I don't think, it it just conjures this image of both of them just passive-aggressively looking at books and not talking to each other, pretending the other one's not there. But, um, and I guess this is the game realizing they had a bunch of extra ransom reports that they didn't find places for you to just get naturally al- along the way. Because when you talk to Aerith, I'm not even kidding, she will give you answer reports 2, 4, 6, and 10. Like, she gives you almost half of them. But, crucially, if you talk to her three times, you'll get, uh, she'll upgrade your cure spell from Kira to Kiraga. which, well, basically, if I remember right, I don't, no, 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 it's not a full heal. Kingdom Hearts 1, it's not a full heal. It heals a lot, but depending on how much damage you've taken, it won't necessarily, it won't necessarily get you all the way. Um, I think pretty much after this point, it will always be a full heal on Kiraga no matter what. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 1 though it wasn't, which is just dumb, but okay. Um But I will go ahead and show you the map icon for the last world of this game. <clears throat>
1: Ooh. Hello. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um <clears throat> there's the title card for it as part of the opening cutscene for the world. So yeah. Um
1: What it what is this? uh, I see the end of the world, but, like, this ominous-looking person?
0: Oh, no, that's Goofy. (laughs) what? Oh, yeah, um, it starts you off in, like, a little cave, so just the way it's situated, that's Goofy down there, just hanging out. Meh. (laughs) Basically, um, what this world is, it is called the end of the world. Uh, What this world is... And, like, it's never confirmed for certain for Sora, Donald, and Goofy, but, like, has been confirmed for certain elsewhere. The wiki states it as a fact. Uh, basically, from as best as the guys can figure, uh, this is what's left of all of the worlds that have been consumed by the Heartless and have fallen to darkness. So, the metaphor is that this is kind of a Heartless of a world, almost. Like, not literally a Heartless of a world. You're not going to have to fight the world itself. But, like... This is just kind of, like, the leftover bits of all the different worlds that have, like, like, like I said, that have been consumed and fallen uh, to the darkness.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, in this entry area, for example, you're basically, like, the surface is given kind of a watery texture for you to run along, more or less. Um, which is really weird. There are a lot of rocks that are just kind of, just little wedges of, like, rock. <laughs> and, okay, um, weird reference, but did you ever play Pokemon Red and Blue? I'm sure you did, but just in case.
1: You mean the original Pokemon? Hell yeah. yes.
0: Okay, yeah, I was, like I said, I yes, was sure you Yes, I did. Okay, so you know in Koga's gym, how it's got those, all those invisible walls, and you have to go through, like, a fucking maze that you can't really see? Yeah. This area does that. Um the the rocks, Ew. yeah, the rocks in this area are all like vaguely triangular. So if you go in the like whatever rock you're standing on, if you walk in a straight line in the direction that it's pointing, you'll be fine. But basically the barrier is such that you can't really go anywhere else. But that which is kind of weird. Um and instead of heartless just spawning in this area like they normally would, <laughs> what instead will happen is uh sometimes a big orb of darkness will just fall out of the sky and crash on you or sometimes you'll open a chest and like one will one of those big orbs will like come out of it and that will like take you into a separate area to start fighting some heartless (coughs) excuse me nice yeah um it's it's so weird i don't fucking get it um we we get two new heartless in this area. Uh, we get we also get two more behemoth fights in this area. But uh, the first one the first new heartless that we get is this guy.
1: Thank god, I'm pulling it up now. Ooh. Yeah. Hello.
0: He's called Invisible. Um I hate them a little bit. Uh they have they're pretty decent with their sword attacks just in general. But they also have this one attack where they'll stab the sword into the ground and like kind of disappear and then like a ring of fire will appear around Sora, and if you don't time your jump right, it'll, like, close in, and, like, basically the ring of fire will just squeeze in and hit Sora. But it's somewhat easy to dodge, though. I just... they can be kind of annoying to fight, especially if you get, like, a bunch of them at a time. What's what's ridiculous, though, do you see the kanji on his sword?
1: Uh, hang on, let me take a closer look.
0: Yeah, you might need to, like, if you're on your phone, you might ah. have, like
1: zoom in. Okay, I see the kanji.
0: Uh, that says hardcore.
1: Well, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> that is the kanji for hardcore. These dudes in um. Okay, so I'm just saying
1: hardcore on his sword, and look at the picture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um... I'm not saying. I'm just saying.
0: In some of the games, uh, it will have this. In some of the games that they show up with, it's just kind of like a bunch of random markings, almost like scratches or whatever. It's just so so silly that these guys are like, no, I need them to know I am tough.
1: (laughs) I'm just leaving no comment.
0: The other heartless we get in this area is this motherfucker that, like, I had never looked at closely enough, but if you actually... If you zoom in on it, it has a little filament inside of it, like a damn light bulb. Huh? It has a what? If you if you zoom in on that picture, um, it's got a little filament inside of it, like a light bulb.
1: Okay, hang on. Zooming in, zooming in?
0: It's like I right feel there. I like this
1: little head thing.
0: Oh, no, below that. It's like right at the, uh, the bottom of the Heartless symbol. It looks like a little... Zigzag going Oh dude, you're right. <laughs> I know. I had never looked closely enough at it to notice that, like, until now, until I was looking at pictures for this. <laughs> but yeah, um, this guy is called Angel Star. I like fighting these dudes even less. Um <clears throat> they have attacks that like they'll mostly attack from a distance by just shooting little like light blasts at you. And then sometimes they'll like throw their wings up as a shield so you can't hit them, but mostly I just don't like them because they're really good at maintaining their distance, and I am in games like this, mostly a melee fighter. I don't focus on magic as much as some other players might, so it's a lot of me just running after them, like, get fucking back here so I can hit you. Nice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you continue along um, out of the first area into an area that's basically a Heartless version of the Grand Canyon. Uh, what was it called? Yeah, it's called Giant Crevice. Crevasse, I think, technically, from the way it's spelled. Um, that one, again, doesn't just have Heartless spawning in like they normally would. Instead, what it has is, like, two or three of these little, like, basket-looking things that, if you fall into it, like, a small swarm of Heartless will spawn there. And then once you beat them, um, a thing will, or... Part of the floor will open up so that you can leave the little basket area, but but yeah, so that part's kind of weird. The uh the main thing that it, end of the world has going on is um this bitch called uh, World Terminus, which is going to be a whole series of these little things. So that just dropped into the chat. Um, there will be one. For every world that you've done so far, except for Monstro, which is funny, because I guess they technically don't count it as a world. Which, I mean, it doesn't have a keyhole either, so... eh. Uh, Basically, what they do is, when you touch that, like, beam of light in it, it will take you to, like, a sealed-off room from that world. So, like, the first one that takes you to, like, sort of its equivalent of Traverse Town is just the third district where you fought guard armor. In fact, it's set up exactly like that with everything else, like, blocked off. So it'll, it's, you'll go in there, fight a few hardness from that world and then you'll get, like, a treasure chest with an item. Usually, like, for the most of them, it's, like, a synthesis item or a gummy or block or something like that. Um, <clears throat> you can find the second strongest sh- uh, staff and shield from different areas in End of the world for Donald and Goofy. Uh, so if you don't do the Hades Cup to get their strongest weapons, you at least get, like, their second strongest things in this world before the final boss fights begin. Um, the highlight of World Terminus, though, is when you get to the Hollow Bastion section and you, um, most like, for every other world, it's a, the room that it, open, or it takes you to is a room that you you went to as part of the world. For the Hollow Bastion section, it takes you to this thing.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Okay. Okay.
1: Are you uh, sure you're okay, Stephen?
0: This is the worst idea I've ever had. We're not going to do this for other games. Um, <laughs> Jumbo spicy episode, finishing up Kingdom Hearts one main storyline. Take three because this time Cat fell asleep. No. Don't <laughs> go. Okay. Uh, okay. What's What's the last thing you remember?
1: Honestly, not a lot. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, do you remember, do you remember starting End of the World? Yes, yes. Okay, and I showed you the two, the two new Heartless there, um, the big sword boy, who while we were all sleeping, he studied the blade, and he just had to write that he's a badass on it. Right. And the, the little light bulb with wings.
1: (laughs) It looks like a butt plug. I don't have as much, do what? It looks like a butt plug.
0: Okay, that's what I thought I heard you say, I didn't make sure, um. (laughs) Oh god, light bulb butt plug. That's probably a thing. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs>
1: god. If it sounded inappropriate, you probably heard me correctly.
0: Right. The energy throughout this episode is just ridiculous. Um. Okay. So we <laughs> we come to a section of this thing called uh, World Terminus that is just a bunch of that little the the bottom two pictures that have been posted in the Anthem report. The one. The first one of those two. Um,
1: okay, yeah, I mean, I'm in the answer report, so I'm looking back over it.
0: Okay, okay. Each one has, like, a pillar of light, and uh, when you touch that pillar of light, it will take you into, like, a recreation of one room from one of the worlds from the game. Okay. All of them, except for Monstro, since it, I guess, doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, he's he um, technically
1: not a world, he's a whale, but
0: okay. <laughs> that Yeah, basically, yeah. Um... And so yeah, it does all of them in a row um, fighting a few Heartless from that world, uh, except for the one that it has for Winnie the Pooh, since there wasn't any fighting in the Hundred Acre Wood. I'm not even kidding. That's just a save point. It's, it's the little room, with, or it's the little, like, meadow with the log where you first met Winnie the Pooh, and there's a save point, and, like, that's it. Seriously? Yeah, that's 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 all it'd be. Why um, even? I don't know. I guess to say it was included and to give you a save point here. Um
1: I'm not a game developer so I know.
0: Right. Um what is noteworthy is um each of the ones that you or that you go to, it's a room from the world that you actually see whenever you're there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Except for the one that is Hollow Bastion, which I put a picture up for. Oh that's,
1: which one was that? I'm looking
0: up to the... Uh, the second pi- the second of those two pictures.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, that... It starts you off in this hallway that... I'm not even fucking kidding. At the end of the hallway is just a giant heartless symbol. And there's, like... That's where you actually find a few heartless. And then, like, there's a doorway off to the left-hand side that takes you into this room with this giant honking computer thing. Uh-huh. Um, if you examine the computer strap in for a lore dump because here we go if you examine the computer it gives you like a bunch of text boxes uh collectively saying ones born of the heart and darkness devoid of hearts ravage all worlds and bring desolation seize all hearts and consummate the great heart all hearts to be one one heart to encompass all realize the destiny the realm of kingdom hearts the great darkness sealed within the great heart progeny of darkness Come back to the eternal darkness. For the for the heart of light shall unseal the path. Seven hearts, one keyhole, one key to the door. The door of darkness tied by two keys. The door to darkness to seal the light. None shall pass but shadows. Returning to the darkness. One born of the heart in darkness. Hunger, hunger for every heart until the dark door opens. Holy shit. The holy shit was me. That wasn't in the game.
1: I would... I think not, but also, uh, <laughs> in those text boxes, did they, uh, did they mention a, a one ring by any chance?
0: I mean, fucking seriously, does that not read, like, the beginning of Lord of the Rings?
1: Like, I thought that's what, well, especially, you know, the none shall pass, but in shadows, yeah. and the seven hearts, like, replace <laughs> hearts with rings, and you've got the entire plot of Lord of the Rings.
0: <laughs> I know, right? I will grant, I don't know what the Japanese version of it played out like, Maybe the dev- maybe the translators were just on some shit.
1: I mean, but- that's also entirely
0: possible, <laughs> right? But when you exit this area and are back on the platform where it had the beam of light, actually, for this one, it was a beam of fucking fire. Um, that that be- that pillar of fire is just replaced with just a regular asshole now and um if you go into it guess what we have one last boss fight that's not handsome
1: hang on one sec. it's taking a minute to look
0: oh Chernabog yeah From Fantasia. <laughs> you drop down in there you get like this the cutscene just starts focusing on Sora, Donald and Goofy who are now flying in like this endless void and And Night on Bald Mountain starts playing, and Chernabog just rises the fuck up out of his mountain, and goes, alright, we're doing this. I mean,
1: Chernabog's a badass motherfucker.
0: Yeah, this is the one that I had said before is mechanically pretty similar to the Ursula fight, but for some reason I like doing it a lot better. Um, Basically, he's just real big, he'll, like use thunder and fire attacks at you um i think he i don't think he has one like ursula that pulls you in but his attacks are also a lot more widespread so he can, he can get you even, even if you are kind of flying away from him gotcha um yeah so basically get around to the back of his neck and attack him there and you're good <laughs> and then oh what was this this next area called one second i forgot the name but it's kind of neat Oh yeah, we uh, when we beat Turnabog, we get um a move, we get super glide, which is just glide but faster. So, that's cool, I guess. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next yeah, that's right. When we beat him, um <laughs> the way you get to the next area is you just fly into the mountain where he had been hanging out. <laughs> yeah, this next area is literally called Volcanic Crater, and what's really neat Especially considering this was already in the game before they made Birth by Sleep, um, you can see like <coughs> the destroyed remains of a few other worlds that have already like I guess fallen and become just bits of end of the world. Ooh, birdie. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but yeah. So like the reason I mentioned Birth by Sleep is both of these. Are going to be reused in environments in the worlds from Birth by Sleep. So since that's like set ten, yeah, ten years ago, it's almost like retroactively implying that like after the events of Birth by Sleep, they like got destroyed and ended up here, which is kind of cool. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Also, is it just me or does the bottom picture look like the facehugger eggs from Alien? <laughs> it does.
0: <laughs> they're. I promise you, they're trees, but yeah, they do kinda. <laughs> they look like alien eggs. Um, you come to a room called the Final Rest. No, wait. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, we will have Final Rest. That's coming up. But first is an area right before that where you are just... Where you fight a behemoth and then, like, just wave after wave after wave of Heartless for a while. Because basically what it is is when you get into this room, um, the door on the opposite end is made to look like the Heartless symbol. Mm. And every time you like clear one wave of Heartless, a trunk of the door will fall off. Oh. So you have to fight yeah, you gotta find enough Heartless so that it completely opens up the door and you can keep going. <laughs> and it's it's so funny because the the Let's Player or the guy doing the Let's Play that I've been watching, like, he misremembered uh, the number of the number of waves that there were, so he was like, okay, so this is gonna be the last Couple of heartless, and then we'll be able to keep going. Oh wait, no, the door didn't open yet. Okay, this is going to be <laughs> the last couple of heartless. Well, damn it, how many are there?
1: <laughs> how many of these little shits are there? <laughs> right. But. Uh, ow.
0: Nice. This <laughs> is where. There you go. This. Uh, then the next room is the one that I mentioned called Final Rest.
1: Final Rest.
0: Final Rest. It's the the last save point in the game. Um, and it has the fancy door from the beginning of the game.
1: Waiting for it to load. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Come on, Discord.
0: Nip, 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 there it is. Nip. <laughs> nip, nip. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> okay, quick question. What is? It? Yes. Uh,
1: first off, the screen caps that you're showing me, are these from the Let's Play, or are these just random screenshots?
0: Uh... Some of them are from the actual Let's Play. That's his little logo down there in the yeah. bottom right corner. Uh, those last two that I showed, I just found in Google searching. So they they look like they're screenshots from probably someone else's Let's Play, but I don't know who.
1: Right now, I was just wondering, because in like the first two screenshots where you sh- it shows like the little falling apart worlds, you can see Sora's got, well, one, his health bar's longer, and he's got that little orange bar wrapped around the outside and in that very last one he doesn't have that little orange one yeah that's why i was just wondering
0: yeah so the the last one is from the let's play because i couldn't find a good picture of this world so i was like screw it i'll just pull up the let's play and take a screenshot
1: gotcha just checking um is the orange like yeah so you meter, go or... do what? Is the orange like again on the other ones where he's got like that orange bar on the outside is that like his magic meter or something Oh, yeah, what it is,
0: the, the blue is your magic gauge, and if you uh, keep collecting the little magic bubbles once it's already full, it'll give you the, it'll then do the orange one across. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you go to interact with the door, and <laughs> it'll give Donald a little dialogue box going, hey man, are we sure about this? <laughs> like, I don't know, it just feels like there's no coming back after this point, and Sora's like, it's yeah, dude, it's chill, it's whatever. Uh, then you get, like, disembodied voice text on screen. Like, you don't actually hear anyone speaking. It's like at the beginning of the game, how it was doing, like, text at the top of the screen. Yeah. Um, saying, careful, this is the last haven you'll find here. Beyond, there is no light to protect you. But don't be afraid. Your heart is the mightiest weapon of all. Remember, you are the one who will open the door to the light. Because I guess they just wanted to be cryptic one more time before we right. got into the final boss fight. Um, cryptic and vague. This next, right? This next area that we go into from there is called Homecoming because it's made to look just like the Destiny Islands, kinda,
1: kinda, sorta, maybe. Uh,
0: well, we walk in and um, the little shack that had been off to the side before—you can't go into, or you can't actually go in it. Uh, the little mini extra island where you fought Riku at the beginning, that and the bridge both disappear. Um I think I think the bigger thing off to the side also disappears.
1: Like disappears when you walk in or
0: Yeah once yeah once the once you like load up the room everything or stuff in the background just kinda like starts to fade out. Okay. And like the water turns purple. Sand that you kick up is like the sand itself is still sand colored, but as you're walking and you kick a little bit of it up the bits that you kick up are now, like, black. Ooh. Yeah, it ain't right. Um, That's kind of creepy. Yeah, so you basically have nowhere that you can... I th- if I remember right, I think the waterfall next to the secret place, I think there's not even any water flowing o- off of it anymore. That part I don't remember for certain, but I want to say the waterfall had stopped. Oh. But, um, yeah. But, so you go over to the secret place, because it's really the only place you can go now, and, um... You finally hear Ansem, Billy Zane's voice, uh, uh, chime in, saying, This world has been connected, tied to the darkness, soon to be completely eclipsed. There is so very much to learn. You understand so little. A meaningless effort. One who knows nothing can understand nothing. And you turn around, and fucking Riku in his, like, um... Well, the one that you called a BDSM outfit is, like, standing down at the edge of the water now. So you go... From the secret place all the way over to him, not I say all the way, it's like a few feet, but the game makes you walk over. Uh, <laughs> and um before he turns around, again still just with Billy Zane voice, not doing the double Riku's voice and Billy Zane voice, goes Take a look at this tiny place. To the heart seeking freedom, this island is a prison surrounded by water. And to the and to this and so this boy sought to escape, or sought how to escape his prison. He sought a way to cross over to other worlds, and he opened his heart to the darkness. And then as he turns around, it's, I mean, it doesn't look great because of the time period and the fact that the the effects still aren't very good, but considering when this game out, it's kind of a neat fade. of It's Riku starting to turn around, and then it'll, like, fade, and then he fades into being, like, handsome. The, like, full version of him that I sent you a picture of a little higher up in uh, the answer report channel.
1: I'm scrolling up. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Zora's like, holy shit, wait, is Riku okay? And Ansem's just like, don't bother. Your voice can no longer reach him where he is. His heart belongs again to darkness. All worlds begin in darkness and also in. The heart is no different. Darkness sprouts within it. Gr- it grows, consumes it. Such is its nature. In the end, every heart returns to darkness whence it came. You see... And I'm not even fucking kidding. This dramatic asshole, this next line, like, is, like, lowering his arm in front of his face and, like, clenching his hand into a fist, all dramatic-like, goes, you see, darkness is the heart's true essence.
1: Alright, Edge Lord.
0: (laughs) Right? And sora like not even missing a beat is just like that's not true the heart may be weak and sometimes it may even give in but i've learned that deep down there's a light that never goes out you see there was an old lady and she told Kyrie this story a long time ago and i had a flashback to that story i'm pretty sure that things are gonna work out <laughs> he doesn't say that last part about, about the old lady that was me that was the editorializing Ansem, still trying to be an asshole, just goes, so you've come this far and still you understand nothing. Every light must fade. Every heart return to darkness! (laughs) And, uh, let me see, did I get a picture of... Yeah, there it is. Okay. He has this, like, extra heartless thing, not exactly growing out of his back, but, like, kind of semi-attached to him. He calls it Guardian. So you're fighting him on the beach with and it's him and his guardian for right now. I
1: don't want that thing
0: growing on me. You're right. Um so you win this round of the fight and then the island crack open like a big old lane.
1: Also, can I just say uh R.I.P. to Casey? <laughs> if you look what are right. If you look what she just commented in the Ansom Reports. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Flutterdark. <blood or> dark. <laughs>
0: Flutter Dark over here bringing in the JoJo references. Yeah, Guardian is basically just Anson's Stand now, I think of it. Yeah, and also Rip to Casey, who commented in the Ansem Report channel that she forgot to save at that final save point, and this was as she was going through and 100%ing the game. So, like, Rip, Rip the big one. That doesn't make any sense. Press, Press F. <laughs> F in the chat. Right, But, so, yeah, uh, the island cracks open, and we you you hop into the crack. Um, <laughs> Donald and Goofy... <laughs> Use that crack. Um, uh, Donald and Goofy get, like, kept out by the force field, so Sora can jump in, but they have to just kind of stand awkwardly to the side, like... Because they're freaking worthless. <laughs> um... You fight one more dark side here, if you remember this, those big old dudes. And then you fight Ansem and the Guardian one more time. It's, I don't know, like, I guess he just wanted to take a break for a minute. But, once uh once you meet this, this section of the fight, you want to know what happens next? Sure. Because because we still got, like, one more fight. Okay. Ansem turns into a boat. What? <laughs> I'm waiting for that to load.
1: That's a really tacky looking boat. <laughs> That's like an Ed Hardy boat.
0: <laughs> you're not, you're not wrong. Okay, Christ. what it what it actually is? Uh, this is called the World of Chaos, and it's basically like the Guardian, I guess, sort of like grew and mutated into this whole thing.
1: Is that this a random eyeball? Do what? Is that a random eyeball? Like, where? Up on its back, like where if it that like if that were an actual boat inside, what would be the cabin thing? Is that an eyeball?
0: Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um kind of. Except that it has a whole face. But it is just a weird fleshy, like balloon blob thing. Um you'll oh, have I to did. you'll have to attack that as part of the fight. Um Of course. But if I can get out of this picture, there we go. Cause what you gotta do is basically the whole the whole boat thing is just a bunch of defense systems that ansem has got. You still have to like go up to him and fight him like he is. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like it's kind of neat because um his weapon for this is like um that batwing sword that Riku had. Basically you take two of those and attach them together as like a big spear.
1: Oh yeah the first one I wanted is a keychain.
0: Yeah 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 that one.
1: Oh yeah there's just little um, there's a little blue eye. I see it.
0: Yeah uh do you also see his nips?
1: He is trying so hard to be Sephiroth.
2: (laughs) Right?
0: (laughs) Oh my god.
1: All the way back to episode one, I am still going to call him not Sephiroth. Oh,
0: this isn't him. That's a different dude that you were calling uh, Sephiroth.
1: Well, I'm gonna call this one Sephiroth. This, no. He's trying to be thirsty.
0: (laughs) Also that, yes.
1: Um, Oh, there's his nips.
0: What is it that he says here? Yeah, there it is. Behold the endless abyss. Within it lies... Oh, wait, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says this at the beginning of the fight. I forgot if he said it before or after. Behold the endless abyss. Within it lies the heart of all worlds. Kingdom hearts! Look as hard as you are able. You'll not find even the smallest glimmer of light. From those dark depths are all hearts born. Even yours. Darkness conquers all worlds. And just for for the shit of it... the Shit of it? Just for the hell of it... He tosses Donald and Goofy into a portal. So, like, you don't get them for the first phase of this fight.
1: All right, Edgelord. <laughs>
0: You're right. Um, oh, jeez. Uh,
1: Over here acting like his card got declined at Hot Topic.
0: Um, but, no, after... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay, I'm good. Uh, Are you okay? So, yeah, uh, Ansem's a boat. Donald and Goofy got yeeted into a portal... Uh, so- Sora is falling because he hasn't actually started flying yet. And <clears throat> in in that brief instant where we think Sora might fall and die, we hear Riku's voice go, Giving up already? Come on, Sora. I thought you were stronger than that. And Sora, like, realizes, wait, I am stronger than that. And he like, starts flying. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the first part of it is that you're just fighting Ansem, and he'll have, like, just so many fucking attacks going off, like, one after the other in different rotations and whatever that you're going to try to deal with. Um, then after that, he'll like cross his arms and kind of cocoon himself like into the boat. <laughs> so you're not fighting him anymore. You have to actually fight sections of the boat. And <laughs> after, there will be, it's in like three chunks basically. And after no four chunks, because after you're separating them is you will go into a portal and fight some heartless. No, it is three times, yeah, because it starts you off going into a room where you fight a bunch of shadows, then you come out and fight part of the boat, then it knocks you into a portal where you'll fight.
1: I'm just cracking up that that's actually a sentence that we're having to say about this game, is then you fight part of the boat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Then it'll send you into another portal to get Goofy back and fight a bunch of dark balls, then you come out of that, fight the the face on the front is what you fight, now that you have Goofy back, Uh, then once it's, literally once you beat that, it'll just, like, hang Slapjod, just like, brr. And so the next portal that you go into is just in its mouth. And then there, you finally get Donald back, and you fight a bunch of Invisibles, which are, I mean, all of them are really hard to see in these areas, because it's really dark. The only light will be, like, a Heartless symbol painted on the ground that's kind of glowing a little bit, which, atmospherically, is neat, but makes it hard to find the bad guys that you're fighting. <laughs> then, once you come back out of there and you've got Donald and Goofy, then you go into that area like that would, I guess, sort of be like the cabin of the boat underneath, inside the cage, where there's a big flesh blob thing that you got to fight. You beat that up, Ansem comes out of his little stasis pod, and then all three of you can fight them together now. And that is, <laughs> that is how this fight goes. It's so much all the, all of the time. But <clears throat> you do win, and in the distance is a big old door that is, you can pretty much understand at this point, is Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, what, does, what does Ansem say? He goes, it is futile. The keyblade alone cannot seal the door to darkness. Kingdom Hearts, fill me with the power of darkness. And Sora's just watching this as he then goes, Supreme Darkness! And he's like, he's floating, and he's reaching out toward that giant door, and Sora's just in the distance with Donald and Goofy, and he just goes, You're wrong! I know now, without a doubt. Kingdom Hearts is light! And this is, oh my god, it's so ridiculous. Okay, the door, like, cracks open a little bit. And, like, light just floods out and slams Ansem in the face. And, like, he just goes, ah, Light! Like, I'm not even kidding. He says it like that. And I'm, I don't know if this is me always remembering it as more than it is or if it's actually part of the audio, but I swear it sounds like there are church bells starting to ring as Ansem, like, fades away. So, so yeah, Kingdom Hearts shows up, and it, it itself murders Ansem right in his face with a blast yeah. of light. <laughs> um, our boys go over to the door because they've figured out, okay, this must be the door to darkness everyone's talking about that we got to close. It's enormous and it's way too heavy for Sora, Donald, and Goofy to try and close. Uh, Riku shows up from inside the door and is standing on the inside trying to help them pull it shut, but they're still not really making so they're starting to get it to move, but they're still not really making any progress. And, um, some dark sides, like, start to just kind of appear on the other side of the door. And Donald, at this point, gives up and just shouts, It's hopeless! <laughs> Except he does it in his horrible Donald Duck voice. But, right now, at the last moment, when everything seems to be at its lowest, do you remember who we still haven't seen yet?
1: Hang on, I'm waiting. Uh. Okay. Uh, it took it a little bit to load. About damn time.
0: <laughs> I know. Mickey Mouse shows up with a photo-negative version of Sora's Keyblade. This is the Keyblade from the Realm of Darkness. Um, Sora's Keyblade, I think I mentioned...
1: Uh, excuse me. Use, Use his proper title. It's King Mickey. I'm sorry. Michael
0: King Michael Mouse shows up I mean, with that a photo-negative too. version of Sora's Keyblade. And literally, I'm not even joking, you know how Sora's Keyblade is called the Kingdom Key? This is called Kingdom Key D, for Kingdom Key Darkness. I'm not making that up. It's so silly. Um, but, Kat, since you're on your phone...
1: Uh, excuse me. Use it. use his proper title. It's King Mickey.
0: I know, right? Kat, since you're on your phone, and I know you can, I want you to zoom in on that picture, and I want you to see if there's anything that you can notice that's missing from Mickey, or that he just maybe doesn't have right now.
1: Um, He's got his gloves on. He's got his... He's not wearing a
0: crown. Well, he's not wearing a crown. Yeah, it's okay. There is also that. Actually, I don't Um, think we ever really see Mickey wearing a crown. Minnie's always in her, like, formal queen dress and shit, but Mickey never is in this series.
1: Um, I'm looking to I...
0: I'll go ahead and tell you. Mickey's not wearing a shirt. Mickey doesn't have a shirt right now.
1: Isn't Mickey usually shirtless?
0: Exactly. You would fucking think that that would be fine. I cannot stress to you... The fact that it will become important later on in the series that Mickey Mouse is not wearing a shirt right now. Kat, I want you to, I want to hear you say the words.
1: That's actually going to be a plot point?
0: Yes, I want to hear you say the words, Mickey Mouse is not wearing a shirt.
1: Mickey Mouse is not wearing a shirt.
0: Good. I I cannot possibly emphasize that enough. It's so wild how this actually ends up being. That's actually going to be a plot point? Right? It, we are not going to get to this for a good long time, long enough that I guarantee you no one thought it would be important enough to be a plot point, except that it will one day be a plot point, because this that's this series.
1: I'm just, now I'm sitting here just trying to think how him not wearing a shirt could possibly be a plot point, unless that's not Mickey.
0: No, I mean, no, it is Mickey. It is Mickey. It's not something like that where this is like some kind of imposter thing or whatever. But at some huh. point, we will get a flashback to what he was doing during this game. And that will that will take time to reveal why he doesn't have a shirt in this scene. But we see him wearing a shirt throughout the entire rest of the series.
1: I will be very eager to see how on earth not wearing a shirt could be considered a plot point.
0: I know. It's ridiculous. Um, but shirtless Mickey Mouse pops up. Holds up the photo negative version of Sora's keyblade and he says, "Now, Sora, I can't do his voice." He says, "Now, Sora, let's close this door for good, but don't worry, there will always be a door to the light." And then as the door is closing, and Sora and uh, Sora and Mickey hold their keyblades up, and stars dance around the keyblades or some shit, and lock the door. Uh, Mickey takes a minute and looks back at Donald and Goofy, and he says, "Donald, Goofy, thank you." And Sora and Riku lock eyes one last time as the door is finally shutting, and Riku tells him to take care of Kairi. The door locks, like, you get a click sound as it locks, and then it just vanishes. Uh, Sora sees, like, a sepia- or gets, like, a sepia- tone flashback of, I guess, like, a bunch of random moments throughout his life, some of which we've seen in other cutscenes in this game, some of which we have not. (laughs) <laughs> the boy closed the giant door, and now his life is flashing before his eyes.
2: Huh.
0: Um. Suddenly, off to the side, he notices that Kyrie is there. On like, they're they're on like, oh, what color was this area? Yeah, like they're on like sort of white ground, but she's on like a patch of just regular sand-colored ground. Yeah. Basically, the Destiny Islands starting to reform or whatever. Um. So he runs. He runs over to her right as. Her little patch of ground starts to move away, and they catch each other, they make eye contact, Sora promises that he'll come back to her someday, she says, I know you will. The theme song starts playing.
1: So he couldn't just, like, yoink her off of that patch over
0: onto his patch? He maybe could've, I don't really know, that's never actually explored. And I guess he also could've probably just jumped over to her side, I'm not really sure. Right? That's what I'm saying, like, look, you're already holding her hand right there, just <laughs> yoink. <laughs> but the the theme song starts playing, except in the Let's Play, uh, one thing that the game does for anyone who is recording their gameplay footage for Let's Plays is it will cut out the audio here so we don't actually get to hear it, because fuck us. <laughs> um, but yeah, they drift apart, the camera focuses on Kairi as the... Um the Destiny Islands literally just kind of rebuild around her. It's actually really neat, especially in the better graphics for this cutscene. Uh, she wanders over to the secret place. She finds um the picture that she and Sora drew of each other's faces when they were little kids. She sees where Sora earlier in the game added um himself giving her a poo fruit. She gives her or she adds herself giving him a poo fruit. She's crying. I'm crying. The song is blasting, <laughs> and that's it. And it goes to credits. <laughs> cut to black. Basically, uh, we'll cut to the credits. I guess uh, the first half of the credits, um, alongside the credits, we get like a few just still shots from throughout the game, just like, hey, remember all this stuff. Um, what will we'll become a thing for the rest of the series. Uh, in the back half of the credits is we basically get short little epilogues for a few of the characters. Like, they're not voiced or anything. We just see, like, a few seconds of, here's what happened with this guy. Um, So those scenes are, we have Minnie and Daisy uh, walking on, like, the lawn at the castle as Huey, Dewey, and Louie are coming home. Um, We have a shot of Leon, Aerith, and Yuffie hanging out in Hollow Bastion, as Sid walks in with uh, Cloud and Aerith just gets right up in Cloud's face because fuck personal space. <laughs> um, we, we have like one shot for a couple seconds of Pinocchio becoming a real boy. Um, we have a shot of Aladdin and Jasmine in Aladdin's house making out. Uh, a shot of Titus, Waka, and Selfie just running around playing on the beach. And then this one isn't really a set. Anywhere, so it's kind of just their silhouettes on like a black background because they're not actually all together. We just get kind of like glamour shots of all the other five princesses of heart. And then we do have this isn't the secret ending, this happens no matter what. So I can, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. We do have a uh, post credit scene with Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Donald and Goofy back in like their classic clothes or their classic outfits, uh-huh. wandering along a fucking a dirt trail in a meadow somewhere basically just like Donald's like well Wait, now what fire? do we do no no they're in a meadow somewhere
1: okay the phone was and... bre- the audio was breaking up again on my side so it literally sounded like, it sounded like Donald and Goofy are walking around and now shit's on fire <laughs> no <laughs> Which, I mean, would not surprise me at this point
0: I mean also this but no they're like in a meadow just fucking somewhere kind of chilling I guess I'm not really sure uh, basically, Donald's like, okay, so now what? And Sora's like, well, we gotta keep looking for Mickey and, er, for Riku and the King. And Goofy's like, so, well, uh, where do you suppose we should start looking for that there door to the light? But none of them have any clue, so they all just do, like, the giant anime sigh, like, Ugh. <laughs> And then, I'm not even kidding, we haven't seen him since fucking Traverse Town. Uh, hang on one second, it's not gonna let me post. There it goes. Okay, uh, Pluto walks oh, up. Holding, Pluto. Yeah, he's holding. If you notice, there, he's holding a letter that has King Mickey's seal on it. Uh huh. <laughs> so they're all uh-huh. like, "Hey, Pluto, what up? Do you know where Mickey is?" And he, because he's a dog and he can't talk, instead he just runs off. But, <laughs> and we get we get like this upbeat orchestral. Do what?
1: I said he he did his job. He
0: yeah, exactly. out now. <laughs> Throughout this series, it becomes a thing that Pluto just kind of goes wherever the fuck he wants. I would love to get, like, a cutscene movie or something just showing this whole series from Pluto's perspective and where all he's been. But uh, we get, like, some upbeat music starting to play as, like, Sora, Dolphin, and Goofy take off running after um, at Pluto. And the camera pans up to the sky, and we get one last shot Uh, The sky and the words, remember Sora, you are the one who will open the door to the light. Make sure, yeah, that's the last thing. Okay. And that's Kingdom Hearts 1.
1: Yay, Skytext. (laughs) Do what? I said, yay, Skytext.
0: (laughs) I know, right? Um, So that is the the end of the game itself. Um, You can officially watch all of the Let's Play up to, uh, it's not, not, the finale episode isn't numbered, but you can now, or you can now watch all the way up to the hour-long finale episode that he has. Uh, for the next episode, we are going to do um, Hundred Acre Wood, the secret bosses, and the Hades Cup. And I've already got notes on all of them, so I'll just kind of let you pick the order, whichever one you want to talk about first, second, and third. Uh, then we're going to do the um, the Ansem reports. Um, I've decided since me reading all 13 of them would be just be a shit ton of, like, me sitting here and reading on the the recording. I'm going to send you the text so you can read them on your own time. And I already okay. posted the thing on Discord. Uh, FlutterDark and Casey and I think a couple other people are, and then also myself, are going to do readings of some of them. So for the actual episode, I'll just drop in all of that audio, and then we can talk, like talk over your thoughts on the Anthem reports to put, like, either before or after all of those ratings, kind of however we decide. And then the last thing that we'll do to finish up Kingdom Hearts 1, um, while we are recording, I'll send you the link for um, there. Again, because this is just the series, there are actually two secret endings. Um, The original version of Kingdom Hearts 1 had one secret ending, and then Kingdom Hearts 1 final mix, and everything going forward has, like, a long, basically a longer version that includes some extra stuff, but also doesn't uh-huh. have a hundred percent of the first secret ending. So I just found a five minute video that's got both. So we will have you watch that uh, as we're recording. But I'll we'll do cut that out... next
1: episode. You said right.
0: Yes. So I'll probably like cut out all of the dead air as we're actually like watching it. But that way we can get right into your reaction and finish okay. up, <laughs> and then. It'll be Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which is story-wise in my top three. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite. I need to actually figure out the order. But it is easily my top three Kingdom Hearts games, at least. Yeah. Okay. So, so we finally did it. it. I just remembered we have questions. Did we have any on Twitter? I don't think that we did. Okay, we did not have any on Twitter. (laughs) So, let me... We already answered that one that Casey dropped while we were recording. So let me go into the mailbag here.
1: I'm looking at the mailbag. Didn't we hit these questions?
0: No. Okay. So starting with Casey's at the beginning. Okay, yeah, that was her asking about uh, was there going to be a bonus episode. So I just went ahead and answered that. Uh, so starting with Sidmon, her main question is what the fuck, <laughs> which is a hundred percent valid. That's what we're here to find
1: out. <laughs> Wait, what was it?
0: Her question was what the fuck.
1: So, hang on a sec. The audio is doing that weird thing where I, I know it'll sound fine on the recording, but on my end you're breaking up.
0: Oh. Uh, her question was, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> just, what the fuck to all of this? Which, like, that's what we're here to find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second question. What did you think about Sora releasing his own heart? The first time I ever played the game, I was floored. I was just sitting there like, holy shit. Except I was a little kid so I didn't say holy shit. I was just like, whoa. But Kat, what did you think of it?
1: I couldn't hear the question. What did I think of what was Sora?
0: Oh, Sora releasing his own heart. When he stabbed himself Yeah, when he stabbed oh, himself oh. with that keyblade and turned into a heartless so that he could release Kyrie's heart.
1: Uh holy shit, what the fuck? Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <much that> <laughs> Thirdly, and I think someone like else did, has.
1: Like did did the main character just stab himself?
0: Yeah, dog. <laughs> thirdly and I think someone else asks about this too what the fuck is Chernabog doing here well, that <laughs> which, too. which has also been one that's always confused me because like there's no lead up to it it's just hey what up Chernabog
1: that's <laughs> <laughs> where you know kids that grew. it's like you know the kids that grew up with Disney are like with our generation too it's like oh I know who that is and anybody else who's never seen Fant- the original Fantasia would be like who the fuck is that
0: right okay yeah no that's that's the other thing i was thinking of casey responded saying he did the same thing as the beast once his world got covered in darkness or whatever (laughs) he just survived by sheer willpower i like to think that he's just so big and strong he was taking a nap and didn't even notice right (laughs) and like that's that's the boss fight is he woke up and he's like wait what's going on and then like a little anime boy beat him up uh, okay, questions from Casey. Who would you nominate to be the seventh Princess of Heart in place of Kyrie and or Alice? Preferably someone from a Disney thing that came out before two thousand two since that's when this came out. And so wait, I we'll know be who questions. I would I pick.
1: Heard something about princesses and Alice.
0: Oh yeah, uh who would you pick as one of the extra princesses of heart instead of either Kyrie or Alice? Preferably something that came out before um, two thousand two since that's when this came out.
1: So who would be the
0: yeah, I already know. I already know my pick, so I can let you go first, or I can go first to give you a little extra time if you want. Thinking. Hmm. All right, well, I like go okay, ahead and say mine if we... you want to give you a
1: minute. Yeah, go ahead and say yours. I'm I'm thinking for a minute.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, since like Ursula felt like she had nothing to do, and because I always just thought it would be funny, um, I would say Ariel. <laughs> if nothing else, just for the visual of her like sitting passed out in that crystal as like her half-fish self just kind of floating there, blub, blub.
1: I would say, but- you know what, I actually think, I was going to say um, Tiana from Princess and the Frog, but I also just think it would be kind of funny to do Nala, just to have talking talking lion show up. <laughs> I mean, we've already done it with Simba earlier, when, you know, yeah, you see, him for coming. so it's like, yeah, so why not just use Nala? I mean, she technically is a Disney princess
0: that'd be great
1: <laughs> like, technically, all of technically does become a queen at the end but I'm just like just be like you know all the other princesses and then lion
0: <laughs> that'd be so great just all of the other like human women in like their little crystal pods and then like a cat
1: <laughs> Nala would have to have a box to sit in because if I fit, I
0: sit six extends even <laughs> the big cats oh my god crystal pods for the humans but then she has like a crystal box that <laughs> she's like sitting in she's not even encased or anything in it. she's just like what I'm in a box I don't want to go anywhere
1: that's just like, because like all the other princesses too, you'll get, like this really ornate throne and this really nice chair, and then just a box. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, um, one more from Saipon. Do you feel like Riku stealing the Keyblade and Sora's destiny was adequately foreshadowed? And I think I think they did a fairly for the amount of time that they had. I think they did a fairly decent job at it with like um, that scene of him like taking it earlier on in the game and like, all of the other, like, stuff throughout his cutscenes kind of being, like, kind of playing up how strong his heart either is or needs to be, stuff like that. So I think they did a fairly good job.
1: Can you, like, type the question? Because I, I heard Riku. I heard his name.
0: Oh, it's in the um, it's in the mailbag, if you want to go ahead and click on it.
1: Oh, it, it is in the?
0: Yeah, the she had it. Um, it on. was spoiler tag, so.
1: Oh, that's what. Okay, that's what. Because I, cl- I don't click on the spoiler tags until after we record or until you tell me it's okay because I don't want to accidentally spoil something for myself. Yeah. Okay, now I can see that. I thought you were doing the Twitter questions. That's why I was like, what? Okay. Oh, okay. no, no, no. We didn't have is any answers. Stealing the key and store Ooh, I think so. Just because for me, like, I read enough and watch enough stuff that, like, it was... Whenever you have, like, a trio of friends, at some point, usually one of them is going to try to backstab the others. So I the whole mean, thing was also, like him stealing the keyblade. Like I kind of had suspicions, but
0: yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That I mean, like yeah.
1: So that. I would say I would say I kind of had a suspicion, but I would say even if I didn't have that, not gonna say prejudice, but had that had that suspicion going in. I think I think they did an okay job. Yeah,
0: of hinting at it. Uh let me see. Next one from Casey. Anyone you'd want? Any character that you would want to see as a summon in uh, this game, or uh, what other world would you want to see them visit?
1: Uh, for the summon, I can tell you right now, because of the recent Disney Minus episode we did, Cusco. <laughs> just, just to hear the one-liners that they would come up with.
0: God, right? Just Llama Cusco running around.
1: you know he would be. Because like I, like I see that as, you know, he would come in and he would help you, but it's Kuzco, so he's going to be snarking at you the entire time.
0: Oh my god, or, that'd be great.
1: Or, barring that, even though it's technically a villain... I would like to bring in Scar just because nothing else, you know, he could be a strong summons, yeah. but I know you usually don't want to summon the villain, but Not typically no, I mean, and Scar's kind of already proven that he is more than willing to backstab you. But right. I mean, I guess maybe if you, if you could offer him enough, like, you know, Hey, I don't know. Like I'll keep the hyenas from eating you. If you help yeah. me or something <laughs> like that. Not that that did him much good in the movie, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. If it um, could
1: summon villains, it would be Scar. Otherwise, I would do Please go. Right. Uh,
0: what what world would you like to have seen in the
1: game? Uh, hmm. I mean they they hit my favorite. My favorite was Halloween Town. Right. Um. Yeah, I knew I knew before hit, we even
0: got there. You'd like
1: that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I freaking love Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, exactly. I've got to think now because I mean they've hit some really cool ones. I was oh um I would say Montressor from Treasure Planet.
0: Oh, right, yeah, we had talked about that, yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah,
1: that, I think that's what, I'm still going to stick with that, is it would be really cool for them to go either to that or to go to Treasure Planet, because then, you know, you could totally set that up to be, like, a final level as you're trying to get off the planet before it explodes. Yeah, that, what, plus Which, it I don't know how thing. they would work that, I mean, I know they can't work that in now because the planet did explode, but... Hey. <laughs> Oh, uh, plus, spoiler alert! For anybody that hasn't seen the Treasure Planet episode or seen the movie,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, plus, it becomes a, like it's a thing throughout, like just running throughout the series. Like Sora really likes pirates, so like, right? <laughs> Could have played that. Could have played off of that.
1: The only problem with that would be we would have to because you know it would happen. We would have to listen to Donald Duck argue with the Martin Short robot.
0: Bow! Oh, my God, you're right. All right, um. Because we all know, we all know all of
1: our feelings about the Martin Short robot. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, moving on, though, we got a question from, or a couple questions from Flutterdark. Uh How do you think? I'm going to pose this one to you specifically. How do you think Kyrie got Sora back? Like, what what do you think that was about? What happened?
1: I'm just still saying Sora could have easily yoinked him off of that little, or Sora could have yoinked her off that. Oh little no, pass, no, no, but...
0: no, no. Um, no, when he turned into a heartless and she got a... oh like, a boy. the power
1: of friendship. Friendship is I magic.
0: Mean, I mean, like, it is. it very much looks like it's just the power of friendship. Just saying. Thing, huh?
1: I mean, there's a whole TV series dedicated to it, so. Oh yeah, that's right. True. That's my fan.
0: Friendship <laughs> it, is magic. Uh, uh, let me see. Deep Sea's question we will save until next time, so actually let me take a screenshot of it. Right. Try and predict it, three it, worlds that will show um, up in future games. Yeah. No, that, that one we'll go ahead and hit now. Deep Sea's, will save it for next time. Um, Deep Sea was asking about uh, thoughts okay. on original well, that, Heartless that'll give me more versus... Time to, that'll
1: give me more time to think about
0: it, too. Yeah, well, plus um, I found a video that does that is just a straight-up comparison. So, one, it'll give me a minute to watch that, because I kind of forget what some of them are, and I'll also send that one over to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Flutterdark's other question. I don't know... If, if this is for now or the bonus episode, decide that on your own. But since Cat doesn't know anything about the games, pre- and try and predict three other worlds that we'll see at some point. And um, I'm, and gonna, I'm gonna, gonna go ahead gonna, and say.
1: Wait, you do want me to do that now, or do you want me to wait? Yeah, now? go ahead
0: and go ahead and do that. That now, if you want. Um, since it's the, a question for you, um,
1: I'll say let's let's wait and do it next time because I gotta think. I got Okay, okay, about. no worries.
0: But I will say. Pirates of the Caribbean doesn't count. And
1: also, I got to go and look and see when the other game... I also want to go back and see when the other games were released, because that way I can try to pick movies that are, like, that were around that yeah. game. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, you know, I'm not going to say Tiana's going to show up in the very first Pirates right. Hearts game, because, Prince and the Frog. Um, here yet. But I will say,
0: uh, Pirates of the Caribbean doesn't count. I already told you during our Pirates of the Caribbean episode that that shows up. So, anything else? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Deep Seas will also save until next time. Uh, Katie asked, what's your favorite track from uh, Kingdom Hearts 1? So, like, the songs? I mean, I do... I I like the
1: beginning. That was really pretty. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that one, to get <laughs> simple and clean, is, like, the best song in this entire game. If we're talking about, like, the world... like, the music that plays in the world, uh, the Traverse Town one is always really good. And, like... The, those, like, first three, those first few notes of the music from uh, Deep Jungle will just rattle off in my brain every now and then, Ah. so that one has gotten itself sufficiently lodged in there.
1: I do have to say, though, that with the uh, Tarzan world, I am highly disappointed that there was no Phil Collins. Right! He went hard for Disney, man. If Phil Collins had been in the Tarzan world, I would have probably said that was my favorite one, or my favorite track, but.
0: Also, uh, do you
1: want to go ahead and hit Casey's next question for you now, or do you want to save that one? Uh, yes, looks like Casey uh, asked one specifically targeted to me. Uh, she wants to know what is my favorite Heartless so far, and I had my answer and then forgot it. So I'm actually going back into the answer <laughs> <reports> <laughs> to look. So bear with me just a second, because I... I had the answer, but there was one that I thought was lo- that looked really cool. Uh, where'd you go? Not you, not butt plug, dude. Okay, <laughs> the. I did like the little shark, the sharky looking one. Uh, look back around the 17th.
0: Ba, ba, ba. The
1: reddish purplish guy. He's pretty cool. Oh,
0: oh uh, the wyvern?
1: Two... Yeah, you see it? Yeah, that yeah. one is neat. Yeah, I liked him and I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. There was one other one and it's like, I had this planned out.
0: <laughs> I really like the Defenders for some reason. <laughs> Bless me, sorry. But also like the things like the pirate or the bandit from Neverland and uh Agrabah respectively. Yeah, um, the pirates were just a dude. Are they really cool? The pirates were me? pretty
1: they were pretty cool. Um Oh, now I remember. It was one of the ones from the from Halloween Town, the little mummy looking one just cuz I'm okay. sorry. He looks cute.
0: Yeah, that one's neat. Um I really like the gargoyle. Like, you know
1: he saw, cool. you know, the big claws that can scratch your eyes out. I like the little mummy dude.
0: Uh, what was Casey's last question? What, Heartless, would you want to turn? Oh, we it already was... answered that, one. we did that. <laughs> last question for. I think. Yeah, we. Yeah, we did. did we that talk one. about. Yeah, we talked about that while we were reporting, I think. Okay, okay. Then. Yeah. Sidemon's last question. Since Sora is just oh, a low guy, also... is it his birthday? Yes. <laughs> do we know Sora's birthday? Hang on.
1: Oh, by the way, Steven, what. Real quick, what was your favorite Heartless Steven? Casey did say you could answer, even though I told you that you could not.
0: Hang on. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say, like, I really like the ones that are just a dude, like the pirates and the bandits. Those are always really cool for some reason. Uh, I'm going to say probably either the gargoyle or the shadow.
1: Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Sorry about that.
0: Okay, I found a thing on Reddit. Apparently Nomura has revealed or confirmed whatever. I don't know that Sora's birthday is March the 28th. It's when in March? The 28th.
1: Okay. Oh, we just missed
0: it. We did. Like, by a couple of weeks. We did. Happy late birthday, little guy. Well. So, that is...
1: We'll bring you a cake next year.
0: God. So, that is it for now. Uh, We're gonna do, like I said, the bonus episode next time. Hopefully, we can get that in just one session, because holy shit. (laughs) Right.
1: Hopefully, Stephen, hopefully my co-host won't over- Hey, hey,
0: hey, hey. Yes, hopefully. (laughs) Okay.
1: um, I mean, to be fair, we're even now because I fell asleep on you last night. Exactly.
0: Uh, Okay, plugs real quick. Hang on. Let me get Twitter open back up um, for uh, for Nero. There we go. Uh, Nero is on uh, Twitter. I lost the word Twitter for a second. Nero's on Twitter, at Dragonsmoochum. You can also find the Twitter for their podcast, uh, she She-Raw and the Prince Shira she and the Podcast of Power, at Podcast of Power. It's about she and it's good. Both of those things are good. The podcast is good, and she is good. I am at uh, my, my joke Twitter account, uh, dad underscore tastic, where I post dad jokes. Did I do one last time? I'm pretty sure I did. Yesterday, Monday. Nope, forgot to do one yesterday. Oh, well, fuck it. Uh, usually I remember. Uh, and then my main Twitter is at Marshmallow, which is spelled like Marshmallow, except that my name is in it. Cat, what do you got? And
1: I don't currently have any. I currently don't have any plugs of my own, but you can usually find me lurking around Discord in various uh, Norse and Pagan subs under my handle on Discord, which is Zura. Um, got another, got a Twitter in progress, but it is not up and live yet, so at the moment, You'll probably just mostly find me lurking about here, <coughs> when I'm not trying to die.
0: <laughs> yes, hopefully we will all survive. What's our next regular episode going to be? Uh, three Heroes. We'll be recording that the day this goes up. That's right. Okay, and then we'll finishing up Kingdom Hearts yeah. one with the bonus episode, moving on to Chain of Memories. Um, no, I had okay. I had another thing I was going to hit you with, but. You know what? Screw it. Uh, uh, where was it that I had put that? Hang on.
1: There what are you looking
0: for? Yeah. To close out this episode, I was gonna save it for next time, but screw it. We go ahead and close out this episode with cat. Um, I have two truths and a lie, Kingdom Hearts edition for you. It's just one. It's just one. If it was a bunch of them, I'd save it for later. Um. So the your three options. Are, at some point, Donald Duck attempts to alter the past for unknown, probably nefarious, and definitely marriage-related purposes. Uh, one of the prequels introduces a new character that is integral to the development of characters we already know that nobody remembers because of that game's plot. Oh, no, this is two truths and one mic. I did say that. Never mind. Okay, okay. And uh, three, when Monsters, Inc. eventually enters the series, because the monsters are using laughter instead of screams, Sora has to prevent Heartless from interfering with Mike's stand-up routine. Which one of those is a false thing?
1: Okay, wait, you're gonna to to say that again because your audio is cutting out bad on Hang me. Hang
0: on, I'll uh, send you the the text of it in uh, Facebook.
1: Okay. You said you're putting it in Mouseketeer?
0: No, Facebook. There you go.
1: Oh, there it is. Okay. At some point, Donald Duck attempts to alter the past for unknown, probably nefarious, definitely marriage late. That boy cannot commit. Prequels <laughs> introduces a new character that is integral to the development of characters we already know, but nobody remembers because of that game's plot. This is for Chain of Memories.
0: I'm not saying which game any of these is just that they will be happening the uh, ones that are true will happen at some point in the future.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Um so okay, you want me to say which one I think is or which one I think is true like actually going to happen
0: or No, two of them are true, one of them is false.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Uh huh. Cuz honestly, I could almost see any of the three of these. Um I'm going to say <laughs> the, I'm going to say because, honestly, I can see Sora having to defend Mike's stand-up routine, too. So I'm going to say the first one is not,
0: is not true. <laughs> um, uh, the Donald trying to alter the flow of time?
1: Yeah, alter the past for unknown, probably nefarious, and definitely marriage-related purposes.
0: <laughs> do, you want, uh, do you want me to go ahead and tell you, or do, or do you want to wait and uh, see what ends up happening yep. or not happening? Uh, you know
1: what? Let me find out for myself. Okay. Okay. i'll i'll I'll, i want to see that kind of pop up as it comes well um because like i said (laughs) honestly i could see any of the three of these doing it although to an extent i could see donald Duck doing the first one because he has proven before that like we know him that he can be kind of selfish or at least short-sighted the only thing that triggers it for me though is the marriage related because like i said That boy's been with Daisy for God knows how long and still hasn't put a ring on it. So I don't see him doing anything. Unless he's, like, trying to avoid his own wedding. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Listeners, y'all, most of y'all, unless anyone is getting the series for the first time this way, in which case, I'm sorry. Um, Listeners, most of y'all already know which one it is. Uh, Keep that to the spoiler channel so that Catherine can see it. Otherwise, y'all have fun.